everybody, what's going on? Rob Sister getting you ready for the big episode number 50 of Rob and Akiva Need a Podcast. I want to take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at betonline.ag, Keeve. Uh, yeah, love it. Uh, I'm into, you know, because the Jets are so bad, I think we really need to focus on all the other games and gambling. Right. And uh, the uh, Jets are so bad, but uh, Rob C is hot. Five out of five. Perfect score last week. Tied for first place in the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge, where I am uh, taking on the other Podcast One host to see who's going to win $5,000 for the charity of their choice. I'm actually tied with former Seinfeld Post Show recap podcast guest uh, Spike Ferenstein. Ooh, the Soup Nazi writer. Soup Nazi uh, writer, yes. Uh, we are tied uh, atop the leaderboard uh, right now. So picking five more games for uh, this week. Have to pick against uh, the Jets. Make that the lock of the week. Uh, kills me to do it. Uh, pick the Patriots. Take the Cowboys over the Dolphins. Vikings over the Raiders. Take uh, the Packers over Denver. And I'm going to stick with the Bills. Had the Bills in week two. Uh, going to stick with them in week number three. Three, uh, so much NFL football going on and uh, college football too. Uh, you can visit our exclusive partner at Podcast One, BetOnline.ag, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure you use the promo code Podcast One for fifty percent sign up bonus. Uh, so much football going on in addition to the games I mentioned: Baltimore at Kansas City, Houston at the Chargers, uh, New Orleans at Seattle. Are they still counting that as a big game without Drew Brees? New Orleans at Seattle. I think it was in New Orleans the break game. I think in Seattle it's going to be a tough one for Teddy B to pull off. Okay, ex Jet Teddy B. Rams at Cleveland, uh, Chicago at Washington. Also, uh, college football has a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, Utah at USC, Auburn at Texas A and M. Uh, Go Texas A and M. Yes, Michigan at Wisconsin, Notre Dame at Georgia. Visit BetOnline.ag and don't forget that promo code Podcast One for your fifty percent sign up bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Right, Robin Akiva needs a podcast number 50. Can you believe it? They said it would never happen, but here we are, 50 episodes in to the podcast where we spin a wheel of your suggested ideas, and sometimes we pick a crappy movie out of a diaper, and that's exactly what I'm going to do here today with a man who's an expert in so many things, the $75 patrons who have a wiretap on my house got to hear us talk about fantasy football and more for the last 20 some odd minutes here he is a knowledgeable man of all things seinfeld curb your enthusiasm football and perhaps even crappy movies here is the great co-host of robin akiva Nita podcast mr akiva winnaker you you said that uh they said like the royal they said we'd never make it uh, you, I believe, said I once mentioned on this podcast 
hey, like if for episode 100, we should do like X or Y. And you're like, X of 100. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down there, mister. Mm-hmm. We're already halfway there. Yes. But I am the person who, uh, in the graphic representation for this show, when it says the episode number, I was the one who started with a zero in front of mm-hmm. the triple, tri- triple digit counter. So yes. I knew, I knew it was going to end up uh, getting far enough. Yeah, and I, I believe a listener said that is very ambitious. Yes. Rob. I'm not even sure if there should be a double digit counter. <laughs> yes. We're, like we're we're doing you know, like music zero, videos zero, in, two. in episode three. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, but now triple digit seems like but uh, I guess that means that we cannot go past nine hundred and ninety nine on the show. <laughs> yeah, is that no, official? I think so. I, I don't even know how many years that would be. I'm pretty sure I'd be dead by the time we got to a thousand. Yeah, we were discussing last week. Three hundred seems like I'm nervous to even think about that. Yeah. Do you so I won't Basically, say who, that's but like someone- twenty years of this podcast. I, yeah, I, I don't think that uh, I have this, and I'm you know I'm not convinced that the Earth has that. But uh, so yeah, you've seen how like I eat and and like yeah, act. like twenty years seems ambitious for me also. Yeah. Okay. So twenty years is ambitious, but like uh, God willing, you know, we'll we'll be here and uh, we'll be uh, going on to podcast number one thousand. We should really <laughs> start to plan. Put that that should be on the wheel. Robin Akiva yeah. plan episode number one thousand. That's a good idea. Uh, someone said, tell me if you have this problem. Speaking of like future podcasts, someone said to me, like, I don't really want to do uh, I did. A, I did a podcast for your network that that will air, I think, in a in a, in a maybe six months from now. But right. I did it like a few months ago. OK. And someone said, like, I, you know, I'm sort of uncomfortable doing was, this uh, because Major League Baseball 2020 prediction show. Yes, exactly. That's what it was. And if someone said, like, I'm uncomfortable doing that because who knows? Like, maybe, you know, I, I won't be around, who, you know, in six months. And, like, then there's going to be a podcast with me on it. It, f- it feels, like, weird to do something. And then, like, has there ever been a podcast in absentia that it seems, I don't know. It seems like, you know, so almost many podcasts. I got to think that there, there must have been. Probably. You would think so. But would you have a problem with that, like, doing a podcast and, like, putting in a time capsule? And then, who knows, five years from now, you could be released, but... You might not be around. Mm, I think that haven't we talked about this idea a lot where let's like, uh, let's do a podcast. But I guess we haven't talked about the suits. It's too dark. The, the listeners, yeah. it makes them uncomfortable. They didn't even want to answer a question. Who's going to be most likely to be divorced on our census yeah. from uh, last week's podcast? By the can, way, can we get can we get an update on the on the, explain the, the husband genie? Sure. Thing let let me just uh, re- for uh, anybody who's just joining us. Uh, we're going to be covering the Rob Schneider, Colleen Haskell uh, film from 2000. 2001, the animal later on in this podcast. So uh, stay tuned for that. Plus, we'll be spinning a wheel of your ideas later on in this show. And just a sneak preview, the animal was uh, watching that was a completely joyless experience for me. This is uh, utterly <laughs> one of the worst films I've ever watched in my entire life. So we'll get there. We'll in a get minute. there. We'll get there. So, yeah. So I uh, did break the news to my wife uh, this week that I lost a bet. And uh, that I was going to have to be a husband genie for three wishes between now and December 31st, 2019. And she seemed excited. Has she used any of the three wishes yet? Though? Not yet. Not yet. She seems excited. She's still mad at you for writing that question about oh, yeah. the the question that you that you definitely wrote about mm-hmm. who, who will be who's more likely to get divorced, Rob or Nicole. So she's still very, very upset with you for doing that, Akiva. Yeah. Although the truth is, because it was so split down the middle, I, I I don't remember who won, but it was very close. 
I yeah. feel like we're sort of both like, all right, people weren't super interested. They, you know, some people, it was the least answered question, I think. So yeah. I, I think we're, we're okay. Yeah. Feedback for, for that show was pretty good, right? People uh, yeah, like I think census. people seem to, it seems like that. Also, the, uh, the chances of me getting a divorce, uh, if she knows any more about the origins of that question, probably <laughs> will, will rise. Might be she's 75, very, 25. She's still very mad at you, Akiva, for, for mm-hmm. writing that question. So... That yeah. yeah, I will. I will keep you guys updated. Uh, I, I will try to record. Uh, if uh, I will, you know, it, when I am granting any of those wishes, I will uh, try to record the audio. That that's well, the one thing that might be able to get me through it. If I'm uh, creating content out of granting the wishes for my wife, so uh, I will record her asking for the wish and then me fulfilling that. And and if it's you know decent audio, we'll play it here on the podcast to keep you guys updated on the three wishes between now and the end of the year okay anything else to get to before we talk about the animal oh not really just uh you know if you're if you're hanging around uh we will have a very special maybe plus-sized mailbag today uh and we one of the things we did for this special 50th episode is we asked listeners to ask their moms what uh you know what we should do what we should put on the wheel what podcasts you and i should do next so We'll have some mom ideas on the wheels. You could look forward to that. Okay. Let's get into talking about the movie. Uh, this Is this the first movie from the crappy movie diaper? Or was National Treasure technically in the crappy movie diaper? National Treasure was grandfathered in to the uh, movie diaper. Uh, the grandfather, of course, uh, being... Who's the grandfather <laughs> of National Treasure? John Voight. <laughs> John Voight. Uh, oh, John Voight and and this movie star, probably friends. They, <laughs> yes. They have something in common in Hollywood <laughs> to be that fair, very few people have. I, I don't know if Nicolas Cage had a child in the film, so I don't know if John Voight was technically a grandfather. I, oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. But, it was like um, a young it, sidekick. That, yeah, and le- pre-Crappy Movie Diaper, we watched the movie The Leprechaun, who, which sequel is remains in the Crappy Movie yes, Diaper. Yes, which but, I enjoyed so this, greatly, Leprechaun, compared to The Animal, which I had never seen well, before. Yeah, let's rank the three movies, actually. Is it National Treasure or Leprechaun this? I think that's the only way to rank yeah, it, right? I thought, well, National Treasure, I was actually uh, very bullish on that I thought it was kind of a crappy movie going in. I was like, oh, no, this is actually uh, holds up pretty well. So National yeah. Treasure, I think far and away, the best film of the three. Leprechaun did have its charm. There was yeah. has cult appeal. I can understand why. It many had something sequels, to say. There is nothing redeemable about the animal i I would say maybe generously i chuckled twice during the film there is nothing fun or funny about Mm -hmm. 2001's the animal starring rob schneider on the poster and colleen haskell (laughs) I, i believe colleen haskell was in this film under duress uh, i think that she was miserable and i think that you can tell she did not want to be there yeah, so I think to explain for our non-Survivor listeners, which we learned last week is like 11% of our listeners, uh, Colleen Haskell was one of the stars of the first season of Survivor. No, the star of the first the season. Star. The, oh, the, that's a little right, tricky. Right, the dar- America's Sweetheart, the yes, darling. that's fair. Uh, Richard yeah. Hatch was a star. Rudy was a star. Uh, Sue Hawk is a star. Uh, mm-hmm. You could maybe argue a couple others, but she was yeah. universally beloved America's sweetheart, Colleen Haskell, that I had uh, the biggest crush in 2001, or sorry, 2000, on Colleen Haskell. And I think that uh, most people that watch the show in one way or another uh, felt similarly. 
Yeah, you could see why she got cast in the movie. Uh, if you saw the show Survivor, you get it. Um, I, I just... This is her first. She, I don't believe she was an actress before she went Definitely on reality not. TV. Yeah. And she wasn't really an actress afterwards because the only spots she does are uh, a guest spot on that 70s show and a second one on a show I'd never heard of. And then she quits Hollywood. And why she quits Hollywood, we could get into. It's a little, it could be, you know, it's just speculative because I. you can explain better than I have. She is like fully not on social media, doesn't do interviews, not completely removed from the limelight, right? esque uh, departure yeah. from a- a- any sort of notoriety. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen her at any alumni no. event or nothing? She's had no, never given an interview in, in the last, whatever, 15 she or so years. She was off the radar by the time I got near the radar in 2003 that uh uh-huh. she supposedly after the animal uh she was working like uh behind the scenes on some mm-hmm. things uh that you could see in her uh credits uh she has a, a producer credit from 2003 on the Michael Essany show do you remember what that was I don't I don't I don't remember Michael Essany and also if no offense to Michael Essany I'm shocked he got a name with the name Michael S. He got a show with the name Michael S. Michael Essany, he was like a teenager and he did like a talk show like in his parents' house and that they Whoa. turned his house into like a talk show set and then like guests would come into his parents' house. He was like a like kind of like a, a kid who wanted a TV show. And so that I think she was like a producer and it was kind of like the reality show of like what was going on at the house getting ready for the talk show every week. I think it was on E, uh, maybe Comedy That's a good Central. good idea. And and uh, I think there was like 10 episodes or uh, maybe it looks like there was a second season also. But I think she was a producer on that. But then it was, uh, you know, one and done, I think, on uh, working behind the scenes on a reality show. And Colleen Haskell has been off off the radar ever since. Uh, we don't need to. Uh, there's really not not that much more. Anything else is urban legend in terms of like, hey, I think I saw her at a Jamba Juice one time. And mm-hmm. we know nothing about Colleen Haskell really since 2003. She's the great white whale of talking with t-bird that someday we might be able to track her down but she wants seemingly no public notoriety uh, does not uh, really keep in contact with anybody from the show and so we know nothing uh, about her but here she was that she had this uh, amazing star turn from survivor to pivot uh, a great experiment could somebody who became famous from Survivor, a show, a reality TV show, uh, could they make the jump to appearing in feature film in 2001's The Animal with Rob Schneider? And if anybody is unfamiliar with the work of Rob Schneider, who, what a week Rob Schneider is having to be covered here in episode number 50 of Rob and Akiva Need a Podcast. And he was also trending on Twitter this week, Akiva. Uh, why was he trending on Twitter? Well, <laughs> he's alive, right? Because you're always worried when celebrity. I mean, he's 55 years old. You're always worried he, he when he is. He is alive. Uh, that he actually got himself embroiled in the uh, controversy around uh, the current state of SNL, where they added uh, some new cast members here in uh, the fall uh, before the start of the new season, which uh, they tend to do, uh, including uh, a man by the name of uh, Shane Gillis, who is a comedian who made some uh, controversial statements and then uh, after the uh, controversy boiled over Shane Gillis was uh, let go from 
SNL on. And Rob Schneider took to Twitter to defend him and then uh, proceeded to be dragged by Twitter uh, very shortly after that. Yeah, uh, Rob Schneider is, a, I think, an outspoken Republican, but he hasn't been one for long. Yeah. Right? He's, he was a lifelong Democrat who's now sort of turned to... He's very into, like, anti, what he would call social justice warrior, and, like, uh, you know, PC police type things, it seems like, from mm-hmm. reading his his uh, his Twitter page. And, and uh, I, I feel like he does some Fox News spots now. He does not do a lot of uh, acting spots anymore, <laughs> no, <Rob> Schneider. <laughs> no, uh, he's really uh, has not not gone on to um, great things. He has a, a little bit of a run here in uh, sort of the late 90s. We could, I'm sure do some Good IMD run, bags yeah. here with uh, Rob Schneider. I, as much as I loved Adam Sandler, I, I, lo- I love David Spade. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of those guys from the early 90s of SNL, but I was never a big Rob Schneider guy uh, that he's going to end up, you know, doing some damage here at the uh, box office uh, in the late 90s. He's going to, you know, have his uh, big film, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, from uh, 1999. Uh, Then he has The Animal here in 2001. And believe it or not, The Animal is going to gross about $85 million at the box office, which I was very surprised. I kind of thought it was a bomb. Uh, I thought it was a bomb, too. I mean, obviously, critically, it was a bomb. But yeah, this (laughs) movie made money this was a profitable film yeah i I don't even think that critically it was that much of a bomb based on some of the reviews that i was reading it was sort of like well you know it's a dumb comedy but it was not like destroyed by the critics which i kind of thought that it was going to be uh and then he is going to uh do 2002's the hot chick is another one. Yeah, for I didn't him. see it. Uh, he's going to be it. back in uh, 2005 with a uh, Deuce Bigelow, American Gigolo. And then he's no, sort I think of European Gigolo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Deuce well, Bigelow. Can I ask you a question, yeah. Rob? So uh, 2000, Colleen Haskell goes on Survivor. Yeah. She's in The Animal. Uh, it goes OK, but I don't think she was, you know, she didn't really get any raves. Do you think if she if, if this movie had done better, it was a better film? Do you think we could have potentially seen Rob in uh, the year after you were on Survivor in Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo? So could I, not Rob Schneider, could yes. I have... Well, it was a Rob and Rob production. Could we have seen you with Rob Schneider <laughs> in Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo? You could have been his like funny friend. Yeah, maybe I could have been the love interest in The Hot Chick 2, where uh, Rob Schneider, that uh, maybe if this is received well, maybe The Hot mm-hmm. Chick needs to go into the uh, crappy movie typer that we need to just follow the film career of uh, Rob Schneider. I did see Deuce Bigelow, American Gigolo. I uh, never caught up with the sequel of uh, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. And then he's sort of like in the uh, uh, Adam Sandler crew for a number of these movies. Usually as like a guest, sometimes just a cameo, sometimes as like a side guy. Yeah. And I think once in a while he gets his own movie. Right. He's in Really, if not for Sandler... He's he's his career has basically been over for a decade at this point. Yeah, so he's in a, he's in a bunch a bunch of these uh, films. Um, could I just go back to the uh, the Shane Gillis thing because I knew that uh, Shane Gillis got canceled. Uh, but did you did you happen to ever like I feel like that he was canceled and he said things about uh, a- Asian uh, Americans and uh, very con- you know controversial comments. But did 
I think that what he actually was saying was uh, I felt like it was hard to find. I ended up looking it up and it turned out that he had a podcast, which was what what he uh, like. It wasn't like he was on stage making Mm -hmm. these uh, uh, remarks that got him. Well, if he said it on stage as a stand up, like you can't really videotape that. So you would it would actually be easier to keep that under wraps. Like he may have said much worse things on stage, but that's you know, that's hearsay because nobody's taping that. But I almost feel like uh, that I went back and watched this podcast. I I don't know how he even got on SNL that this podcast was so was so bad and so low quality. I I don't even know. Like, how did he even get on SNL with this? It is weird. I think that's that is one of the stranger things. It's not like the you know, the uh, the two other people that that got added to the cast this year have like you could within 10 seconds of Googling find like really funny, interesting things they've done. uh, Great impressions like. You know, characters, one of them has like a popular podcast. It is weird, right? I think he was probably at more shocked than anybody to get SNL. Like, he just didn't seem like he was funny enough. The When they fired him, SNL released a statement that basically said he had a great audition. I don't know how he got the audition, but he must have knocked it out of the park. He must have just had like the greatest set of all time in front of Lauren at that audition because it doesn't make a lot of sense. Someone was saying yesterday that... They specifically wanted to have a conservative comic, so maybe he was like the only guy coming in and reading. Yeah, I didn't for even that. know that that's what his uh, deal was. I don't think it is. I I did when the second the story broke, uh, someone like I was just I I watched uh, like him do stand up, and he's like he wasn't even a Trump supporter, but he was talking about like oh I bet you guys think I would be, but I'm not. Um, you know, but he, I guess came from maybe uh, a conservative background, like from his family. I don't know. I agree. I, there was nothing, uh, you know, politics aside, there was nothing particularly interesting about him. And it was kind of surprising that he got cast. But now I'm sure he'll make more money by, you know, being like a YouTuber who was canceled by SNL. And, you know, he'll I'm sure he'll have a big Patreon or GoFundMe or something. I haven't really followed the story, but. He'll be he'll be fine. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Uh, the podcast was uh, Matt and Shane's secret podcast. Uh, apparently, uh, not secret enough. Mm-hmm. So uh, Matt and Shane's uh, secret podcast uh, was uh, the the issue here. So uh, if, uh, I don't know if we uh, you know it seems like a hot stove for us to get involved in, but I was just uh, very surprised that it was a podcast, which ultimately uh, did in Shane. Yeah. Does that make you nervous? Like what will you be nervous? I mean, first of all, you are, you'd have to get like elected governor or something for people to be willing to go through your whole archives. Mm-hmm. Imagine, let's say my, you know, someone was like, Hey, I'm going to cancel Rob. You know, he's, he's, uh, he got SNL or he's running for Senate. Like, Imagine how many interns they would have to hire to go through your entire archive. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, it's like 5,000 hours minimum. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So good okay. luck to those All people. Right. Um, well, let's talk about the animal here because <laughs> yeah. uh, that we've watched this entire movie. I, I will say the best thing about the animal, Akiva, is that the uh, runtime here uh, with credits, yeah. one hour, 23 minutes and six seconds. Yeah, a real sigh of relief when I saw that. Yes. Uh, or, or the, w- one of the best things about doing these bad movies, because when we watch a TV episode, it's 22 minutes, usually, mm-hmm. unless it's a drama. The, but the bad movies are always 80 minutes. They never stick around for the extra, you know, it's never an hour 50. Thank, thank you very much uh, for that, Mr. Rob Schneider. How did you end up watching this? Because I know some people like to watch the video before uh, we talk about it. I believe it's, isn't it on Netflix? Isn't it on American Netflix? Uh, I could not find it on uh, Netflix. I had to pay two ninety nine for the standard def version on Amazon Prime. 
I apologize. <laughs> I mean, don't apologize. It was fine. It was fine. Uh, I mean, you know, I yeah, think- I guess so. For three dollars, don't. I would not recommend it. I don't think you have to watch this movie if you were dying. Listen, there's places to watch movies. We'll explain online it. We'll explain it. Yeah, them. do yourself a favor. Do not watch 2001: yeah, we'll The that. Animal. Uh, we took the bullet for you, so you do not need to uh, go through it. But so uh, let's just we'll go through the, the storyline here and uh, tell you about what's going on in the animal, so you don't have to. Uh, Rob Schneider is a man, and uh, what, what's his name in this movie? Uh, Mange. Mal- uh, yeah, Marvin. Marvin. Well, Marvin Mange. Marvin, Marvin Mange. Mange. Uh, and he has a dream, Akiva. He wants to yes. be a police officer. Yes, his father was a, was a police officer. He wants to be. When you were a kid, did you really want to be a, a cop? I don't think so. That wasn't what uh, you never wanted to be a police. officer. I mean, officer. my father was a police officer, yeah, that's why I'm asking. Uh, but no, I, I never really, I think my father would have been excited. I think he really wanted my brother to be a, a police officer. I mean, there was a lot of things that my dad liked about being a police officer, but um, no, I don't think he ever pushed that for, for me. I, I don't think he thought I uh, could, he wanted me to like go into business. He wanted me to go to mm-hmm. like college for, for business. I don't. Would you have been a good cop? I'm not sure you would have been a good cop. I think that there are things like I, th- I could see like being a detective. Uh, yeah, you would have been a detective. I'm not sure like on the on the beat you would that would have been your strength. Yeah, he wanted it for my brother, but <laughs> not, uh, not for me. You might me. be too nice. You might be too nice. Is that what it is? Like, all right, just don't do it. You would be a lot of all right. Don't do it against from you. <laughs> yeah. So Rob Schneider is an aspiring police officer. He uh-huh. actually works in uh, the evidence room, uh, but he is not uh, a police officer. But he apparently cannot pass the the obstacle course. That that is the one thing holding him back, Akiva, from being a police officer. He can't get through the police obstacle course uh, that you have to pass to become a police officer. Yeah, it was like me with the driving test when I was a kid. The, I also like it's weird that he's not a police officer, but he works in like the police house. It, it, that's not really how it works, right? Like if you can't be a police officer, it's like, oh, yeah, but we'll hire you to be like, you know, the evidence guy. I think it's like, no, just get out of here. Yeah. Well, I guess the the, the closest parallel that I can have to that uh, Akiva, when I was in high school that I, I wanted to, I said, you know, I, I want to be one time on a sports team and I, I went out for the volleyball team. I said, okay, mm. let me try to be that. Uh, I like to play volleyball in gym class. Maybe I could get on the volleyball team. And I went to the tryouts and believe it or not, I did not make the team. I could not get on the volleyball team, but I was offered a position to sort of like work the scoreboard. Uh, that was that uh, I was offered to go mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, be a, a part of the team, but I could yeah. not be good enough to be on the team. That's sort of like what Rob Schneider gets here, where uh, that he was not he could not pass the obstacle course, but they let him work in the evidence room at the police department. Yeah, which is weird because they hate him. It's shocking <laughs> they let him do anything. He doesn't have a lot of allies in the department. It seems like he has uh, like one, one or two friends, but uh, there, there are definitely people that do not care for him. He has a weird living situation. He lives kind of in a garage I don't know, that uh, doesn't really get explained too much hmm. here in the film. Yeah, the garage of whose home? We don't know. Maybe that was cut. Uh, it is sort of a funny setup where like his TV and everything are literally like attached to the garage door. So like, and I think there's even a fish tank, like an aquarium in there. 
So when he when he leaves to go out, he presses like the open the garage door button and like half his house just gets lifted up. And he watches on TV in sort of the opening of a few moments of the film that there is a local nature activist. Uh, her name is Rihanna. <laughs> played by Colleen Haskell. She's like uh, tied herself to a tree so it doesn't get cut down and he's watching her on TV and she's commenting on the support she's gotten from fans and, and she holds up, look at this letter I got from a mentally handicapped child that's <laughs> supporting me and he's like, oh, she got my letter. Uh, yeah, yeah. He watches, t- it's funny because this movie's only 18 years old. But the TV feels 70 or 80 years old that he's watching on. And also for an 18-year-old film, uh, does not hold up. No. (laughs) It's weird because it's supposed to be a raunchy gross-out movie, but it's also PG-13, so they they should have either gone for it or not gone for it, you know? And they they had, like, such a half-hearted attempt. You know, they'll, like, they'll have, you know, like, he pees on himself later in the movie, but they don't really show it, and they make it very sort of uh, neutral. Mm-hmm. They they really did not go for the jugular at all. This should have been like a like a raunchy R rated movie, or they shouldn't have gone in that vein at all. Yeah, the R rated comedy I think starts uh, to uh, make a comeback. I think the the Hangover was uh, one, yeah. one of the big yeah. ones. Uh, I I don't know if there was like uh, the Sandler crew. American Pies were R rated, like in the were you know, they around the. I believe they were. I want to say I'm that not they sure. were. Uh, that they were PG thirteen. Pe- uh, let me see. Amer- American Pie rating. Uh, so the first American Pie film, uh, and I'm not sure. Uh, I'm looking at the IMDb. I want to say it was uh, PG thirteen, but uh, let's see. If, uh, does IMDb give you the? Oh, oh no, you're right. Uh, oh, well, American Pie two is uh, is rated R. So I'm going to presume. Yeah, the first one is R also. Is also R. Okay, R. so yeah. Uh, so they were ahead of the curve. Uh, they were they were going there, but uh, <laughs> Deuce Bigelow here is uh, trying to get the uh, the teenage boys watching his film. So uh, that hopefully he's going to get a lot of thirteen year old traffic here for the animal. So so he's going to, you know, he's training, but, you know, uh, old people are running past him to uh, as he's getting ready for the obstacle course. Uh, he goes to work. There's like a field trip. Uh, all these uh, little uh, five-year-old and six-year-old kids are dunking on him. Uh, we meet another member of the uh, police department who's going to be sort of a nemesis for uh, for Marvin in the film. Sergeant Sisk. Played by uh, Scrubs, uh, John McGinley. Yeah, Dr. Cox from Scrubs. He's great as sort of the as like a mean villain type. Uh, he, he usually gets he usually gets cast as the bad guy, not the good guy. I thought this first scene where uh, the kids are just like destroying him and chaining him to the wall. It was probably one of the funnier scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they end up spray painting him with loser, and then the kids are touching like all the drugs and evidence uh, in the evidence room. Uh, we also meet uh, the police chief, played by Ed Asner. <laughs> Yeah, is this? I mean, Ed Asner is he still alive? Ed Asner? Uh, I think he is, I right? He, I think he is. I think that most uh, recently, uh, he was the voice of the old guy in Up. Okay, right. I think that that's uh, his uh, most recent uh, film work, but uh, he gets some run here in uh, 2001's The Animal. I'm really not sure why. Why he's here? Uh, you, 
Yeah, his character also is. By the way, there's. I, I googled uh, Ed Asner on Twitter. I searched them to see if he's still alive. There, Ed Asner, of course, is not on Twitter, but there is a Twitter account. Is Edner's? Is Edner? Ed, it is Ed Asner. That's a tongue twister. Still alive, mm-hmm. and the answer right now is yes. Yes. Okay. Still with us. Not on the alternate side. No fun. Oh, there facts. is. He has his own Twitter account. It's at the only Ed Asner. Yes, there he is. Okay, uh, so we're going to see uh, Rob Schneider's character compete in the obstacle course early on here in the film. And so uh, can you talk a little bit about some of the things that are going on in uh, this obstacle course? Because I do not believe that this was taken from canon in terms of uh, what the actual police test is. Uh, an old lady punches you in the face a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Uh, uh, you have to climb up a giant wall. That seems the most yes, realistic. Yes, that seems realistic. Uh, there's a homeless guy who uh, is on fire that you have to put the fire out. Yeah, I think that's more of a fire department mm-hmm. test, but sure. Yeah. Uh, the police chief uh, shoots you. You put a bulletproof vest yes. on, <laughs> and then the police chief, Ed Asner, uh, shoots you uh, squarely in the center of your bulletproof vest, I guess, to see if you can, uh, how you can handle being uh, shot with a firearm while wearing a bulletproof vest. And I, I don't know if any lawyers really checked out this test because the, I can't imagine the Chesters of the world would have allowed this to go on. Yeah. Um, so Rob Schneider is ultimately going to fail the uh, police person's uh, test. He seems like uh, there, there's a heavy set woman who's taunting him about how that she is going to pass the test. He is not. Uh, yeah, and uh, like at a certain point, I can't imagine you get to take this test a hundred times, but it seems like he always gets to take this test. Yeah, he gets to keep taking it, and he and he keeps failing it. Although later on in the film, he appears to be a full fledged police officer, and I don't recall where he ever passed the test. I think they let him when they realize he has the strength that we'll get to in a few minutes. I think they just automatically let him in. <laughs> right. It's set up here where, oh, OK, eventually he's going to pass the test. It seems like that at some point he's just he's just a police officer and they, there's no real mention. Uh, I have extensive notes. Are you saying a more serious film would have had like a quick highlight reel of him like easily passing the test to show that he is like a, a I'm wondering if that got force. cut from the film because they set up here. Oh, he can't be a police officer. And then he just is a police officer later on in the film. Yeah, uh, we should also mention the writers of this movie are Rob Schneider himself. Yes. And a guy named Tom Brady. Yes. Who is not, okay. not All the Tom you Brady. Tom Brady defenders. Oh, mm-hmm. Tom Brady yeah. is the GOAT. Tom Brady is so is so amazing. Uh, Michael Clark, uh, you know, Tom Brady poster. So before you continue to stand Tom Brady, know that Tom Brady was the co-writer of this film and mm-hmm. uh, i believe also uh, came up with the story so yeah. tom brady wrote the hot chick and bucky larson born to be a star yeah. other uh flopper little known from, uh, fact the sandler crow that uh written by uh, tom brady and rob schneider yeah how dare he okay uh he should lose two rings just for that <laughs> that's right okay uh maybe did they uh, meet on the set of the longest yard or is that after this is Brady in that movie? I thought the, the football writers are in it, but is Brady in that? I, I think it's, it's definitely after also. Okay. It's a few years later. I think. All right. So we uh, meet a couple of friends of uh, Rob Schneider in the film. 
and uh, he has he has uh, two close friends that he hangs out with uh, a guy named Miles. Mm-hmm. And then another guy who, uh, in the credits, he is listed as Fatty. I, I do not yeah. recall him ever being called <laughs> in that in the film. Uh, but this guy is in uh, a lot of things. Uh, have you ever seen this person before, Fatty, before? Yeah, uh, his real name is not Fatty, right? It's Louis Lombardi. Louis Lombardi. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, he's I don't that know what guy. I've seen him uh, in, but... Most notably, the two things I know him for, uh, that he played Edgar on 24... Okay. That he had a couple seasons on 24. He worked at CTU. And then uh, he also had a, uh, a long run on the uh, Sopranos. He played uh, the uh, FBI agent. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. He was, was a little thinner then, right, though? A, a little bit. Uh, yeah. That uh, he, I mean, it was only a year before he played Fatty in uh, The Animal, but he was <laughs> okay. the guy uh, that, you know, Big Pussy would always be uh, talking to. And then he was mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, like, hey, Big Pussy, you got to wear the wire. Uh, uh, so that was what was going on. He, uh, I believe, spoiler alert, died in uh, season five of 24 uh, when there was a, uh, a, a gas attack, a nerve agent attack at CTU. Mm. He was one of the casualties Probably the there. the only one, I'm sure, also. One of the few. One of, one of the few. Uh, luckily, uh, Jack Bauer held his breath and was able to get the AC of going. Of course. Why didn't Fatty hold his breath? <laughs> well, he, look, it's <laughs> tough. <laughs> so, uh, the, let's, so let's go talk a little bit about the relationship between Marvin, Fatty, and Miles, uh, the best of friends. Uh, yeah, so he does have a couple friends. I, I do, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If Rob Schneider's not in this movie, if you actually cast it with someone who's not just there because he's, he's Adam Sandler's friend, do you think that it could be redeemable with a different person? And secondly, who would you have cast in this movie to be more likable than Rob Schneider? Everyone is more likable than Rob Schneider, but who would you have cast in particular? I don't think the movie just makes no sense. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't even know why we're rooting for <laughs> yeah, Rob Schneider. There, there's nothing redeemable uh, uh, about his character at all, let alone that he's played by Rob Schneider. So I, I don't know if there's much that you can do for him. Um, Miles, uh, that he his, has an interesting uh, character arc uh, in the film. And so uh, I don't know necessarily how tapped in 2001 the animal was into the uh, social politics of of the day. But Miles, that his character arc is that he is an African-American and he's sick and tired of the other characters in the world of the film being too nice to him. Yes. Because he is an African-American in a way to sort of, I I guess, uh, that people in the universe of the film feel so bad that there is racism that they are overly nice to Miles and he's sick of it. Yes. Uh, the movie The Animal exists in a world where racism has been defeated mm-hmm. and it's gone the other way and now so much, uh, so much that it's enough already. Someone like Guy Tori or, you know, who's playing Miles just wants to be treated like any other person. It's 2001. There's no racism anymore, and people feel so bad about the past racism that they're so overly nice to mm-hmm. Miles that, and, he, and he's just he's just had it. These people are being way too nice to him. He gets everything that he wants, and he's sick of it. Yes, and when I heard this, I'm like, okay, this is like a weird thing, but maybe this is like Rob Schneider's like failed stand up. 
But then it becomes like a major through line in the movie. Major plot point in the film. Major plot point in the film is that racism is over. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but guys, you're being too nice. A guy, Tori himself, I think, is like a comedian who's been around the block. Uh, his brother's Joe Tory, but not the Joe Tory. <laughs> yeah, um, he didn't have uh, much of a run. I looked at because I think he's a, he's good in the movie Guy Tory, yeah. but yeah, he doesn't end up uh, doing too much after uh, 2001. Uh, from I think I, he's really a stand up. I don't think he's a big time actor. Yeah, uh, he doesn't have a million uh, film credits between 2001 and now. Uh, I guess he's in uh, American History X from 1998. Uh, he appears in Don't Say a Word, Runaway Jury, Pearl Harbor, but. Uh, uh, nothing really that you would know him from since uh, 2001. Well, let me ask you, Rob, because I, w- I was wondering this. Because if the guy, Tory, the if he, you know, who is, I'm sure, a writer, right? He's a comedian, is writing this. I'd say, okay, I'm sure maybe this is his experience. No, Tom Brady wrote this. But this movie is written by Tom Brady and Rob Schneider. So is this like their opinion of what was going on in the world in 2001? I don't, you'd have to ask. <laughs> maybe like, could- this, is, this, is what's cr- this is what's like curious to me. Maybe yeah, like, Rob Schneider will appear on an upcoming episode of the Shane and Matt secret podcast. And maybe he yeah. will be asked about that. Maybe they'll, they'll I, explore this. I liked because I like because if this is like Guy Tori, the actor sort of like, hey, this I got a good idea. It's like, OK, fine. That would be a funny bit. Mm-hmm. But it, like but if they're like making him do this, like this is this is a bizarre sort of yeah. uh, plot point. This movie came out three months before 9-11. So this is not like a movie <laughs> from like the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tough year for everybody. A lot, a lot of bad stuff happened in 2001. 2001, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so th- basically, I, the next thing that happens, which one of the problems, one of the thousands of problems with the movie is, like you say, like, we should, a good movie would spend 20 minutes with Rob Schneider making you feel like you're on his side. You know, he is, you know, his neighbor's dog hates him. His people, his friends, is, is you know, co-workers hate him. He has a job he hates and he can't get his dream job. But here's why you should like him. But this movie goes basically straight into, no, the, like the main act, act B of the movie, without making you like him. Yeah, there's nothing redeemable about him. He wants to be a police officer because his dad was a police officer. They don't really lay it out, but I believe his father has passed away, and so he wants to follow in, in his dad's uh, footsteps. So you sort of get that he, wa- he wants to be a police officer uh, because he wants to, I guess, uh, make his dad proud. So he ends up going to, uh, he says, uh, you know, he needs to go take a whizzer, uh, which was not a term that I was familiar with. And he ends no, up. I think it's the only time it's ever been said <laughs> in the history of the world. He ends up going into the restroom where he runs into Colleen Haskell's uh, Rihanna at an inopportune moment where he is passing gas at the urinal. Colleen Haskell uh, will refer to him as Fart Guy uh, later on the film. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When she runs at them again, uh, there was a long line for the ladies' room. So uh, Colleen Haskell using uh, the stall in the men's room, uh, and uh, they end up uh, having a conversation. And he's so nervous around her that he is uh, taking a million paper towels, and uh, this does not sit well with Colleen Haskell, who's an environmentalist who does not appreciate the use of all that paper. Yeah, what's the opposite of the term meet cute? Because I think we just had it. <laughs> I think meeting when the main character's <laughs> farting in the men's room. There's a lot of meat in this film also, and also none of it is cute. Uh, either, yeah. <laughs> either way. All right, so Rob Schneider is back home. He's watching an infomercial for something called Badger Milk, uh, which mm-hmm. plays a, a small part in this film. 
Yeah, badger milk is literal badger milk. It's not some like supplement that GNC, right? Mm-hmm. It's milk from a badger, which will make you stronger. And there's a guy on TV, like a Billy Mays-esque pitch man, yeah. who, is, who is pitching badger milk. Uh, and he immediately calls in and, and orders badger milk, which I think you'd need a lot of badger milk. Like, I can't imagine just drinking it once makes you stronger. But they're promising two, two like regular milk cartons for the price of one milk carton, which seems like a very small... Yeah quantity of badger milk to buy but i have the, I the movie queued up you want to hear the commercial for badger milk please okay please. Here, let's let's hear the pitch for badger milk working out and eating a high protein diet is not enough you need a high potency high mineral mega amino anabolic bodybuilding supplement nothing legally will give you all that except badger milk <laughs> a badger can lift 20 times its body weight can you do that Okay, so the setup here for badger milk is that badger milk is going to make you strong, but the the badger milk, uh, there's going to be something that happens to Rob Schneider, the origin story of the animal, but the badger milk seems to only exist to make him think that the results of the badger milk is what is giving him the superpowers. Correct. It's weird. It's it's like a weird red herring in the film. Yeah, it is a red herring. Exactly. Okay. Uh, But it's not, I would say, a red herring in a better film. Here, it's just like a sloppy plot point that either should have been expanded or cut out, but they didn't think of it in time. Okay. So, back at work, all the other cool police officers are at the softball game. And so, uh, Rob Schneider has to answer the phone. There appears to be some sort of a uh, shooting. uh, And uh, that's... As fate would have it, uh, a shooting at a uh, Chinese restaurant, uh, which uh, a Chinese restaurant happened to be what Shane Gillis was talking about uh, on the fateful episode of the Matt and Shane Secret Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, what great timing. So, yeah, yeah. And of course, as as is the case, because there's a police softball game going on, there are no cops on duty. Crime is basically legal during the police softball game. That everyone except for uh, Rob Schneider and his one friend, uh, Fatty, have not been invited to. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, of course, what has to happen, Rob Schneider himself has to take, who is not a policeman, has to take care of the shooting. Right. So he heads off in a car that uh, looks almost like uh, the General Lee without any of its uh, distinguishing markings. And he ends up, uh, there's a seal on the road. Uh, somehow, and Rob Schneider uh, veers to avoid hitting the seal, and then his car falls down like 19 different cliffs. Yeah, it's very cartoony, which is fine, and then like he thinks he's okay, and then a boulder hits him for some reason. <laughs> right, right. And so he is seemingly left for dead, and then it looks like Bigfoot drags him out of a car, and he ends up mm-hmm. like this sort of like uh, this very hazy montage that happens where there's uh, some sort of like a surgical procedure happening, and eventually he ends up getting a, a ride back to his house in the back of a pickup truck, and then um, you know thinks nothing of the whole experience. Right. It, to him, it's like, oh, I just had a fun day and I'm going back to work tomorrow and, and, and nothing has changed. Right. And now he goes back into his house. The dog that always bites him is scared of him. The dog uh, just uh, immediately starts to uh, pee himself. Uh, his badger milk has arrived at the house. And uh, he... Oh, wait, that's at least one, one of, off the top of my head, three peeing jokes in this movie. A lot of pee humor. In- I guess you need to go to, you know, poop jokes. You need to make it rated R, I guess, because it's all 
pee humor here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He ends up, uh, somehow the badger milk has arrived at his house, and he ends up uh, then, uh, as soon as he gets home, going right for the uh, badger milk, uh, which pours out of the container, maybe like it was filled with sour cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look great. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's Rob Schneider sampling the uh, badger milk for the, for the very first time. He ends up uh, eating. It's more of a solid than a liquid. Now, that's good badger milk. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad. You've had a lot of bad badger milk, so you don't want to mix it up. <laughs> Very good badger milk there uh, for <laughs> Rob Schneider. So he gets he takes a, sh- uh, a shower. Now, I wasn't sure, Akiva, when, when he comes mm. out of the shower. Now, is, is he supposed to be jacked? Like, is, uh, like he's looking in the mirror. I, I couldn't tell if this is like Rob Schneider normally or if he would seem like uh, especially proud of himself for his physique. I think they're trying to make it seem that he thinks he's jacked. Yeah, he think he thinks that he's jacked. As is there any physical difference in Rob Schneider after the uh, surgery? I don't think so. But I, like maybe he's just like they, he probably was supposed to get jacked for the movie, uh, but then he just couldn't get into character and like he he just didn't get around to it. <laughs> okay, that's my guess. <laughs> All right, so he, there is Rob Schneider. He goes to work. And that uh, he runs into Fatty, who uh, breaks the news to him that, hey, you've been missing for a week. He th- Rob Schneider thought it was just a uh, one day. Yeah, but f- don't worry. Fatty said he's just a drug addict and there's no reason. Like, <laughs> if you're worried, he'll be back when he comes back. You yeah. covered for him. Uh, after the shower scene, also, there's a reveal that Rob Schneider has a uh, a very hairy posterior. W- was that yeah. part of the surgery or did his character always have that? No. Well, I think he, they all grow a tail. I think that, that you grow a tail when, when you get the, the <laughs> when special you get the, surgery. The animal surgery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so uh, Marvin now, he feels great. Despite having this uh, massive car accident and the car rolling down the hill, he's uh, feeling better than ever. He can run faster than all the old people. He's running faster than a guy on, on horseback. And so he now is in incredible shape. Uh, yeah, he's jacked. Uh, still, he thinks it's the badger milk and not that he has some secret animal powers that are never explained that we're going to learn about soon. Yeah. Now, the, can I just make a, a, a parallel here? So earlier in the film, he's wearing a San Francisco Giants jersey. It's 2001. Is this some sort of Barry Bonds steroid allegory oh. going on in this film? And, and then basically badger milk uh, plays the role of Balco, where he is uh, a I don't know if the film takes place in San Francisco, but mm-hmm. it's 2001 time to uh, get your performance enhancing drugs in. I'm guessing he's just a big San Francisco Giants fan, Rob mm-hmm. Schneider. That's my guess. So he has no issue with uh, performance-enhancing drugs in 2001. I would say he's pro-steroids. This is a pro-steroids podcast also. <laughs> it but is? I would say he's... Yeah, Rob Schneider's from Rob Schneider's from San Francisco, Rob. Yeah, and the film is also uh, co-written by Tom Brady. That That's true, who's also from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> right. So they, they're both just two big 49ers fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, he runs into Colleen Haskell in the park and she is uh, walking many dogs. Uh, She's also some sort of professional dog walker. She recognizes him instantly as fart guy and that uh, that, uh, somebody throws a Frisbee and he catches it with his mouth. Yeah, this is our first sign that, oh, he might be like a real an actual animal and he has animal tendencies. Mm hmm. 
So uh, somebody's also uh, spying on him. We're also getting like that. Somebody's like lurking in the shadows, keeping an eye on what Rob Schneider uh, is doing. Uh, we're going to uh, check back in with Miles, who I guess works in uh, airport security. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I guess Rob Schneider goes to go talk to his friend at work. As one does. Yes. If your friend works for the TSA, you can go there Again, and hang out. pre 9-11. Uh, That's true. So I guess you can there go. There was no TSA, yeah, was there? There was no TSA yet. I guess you could go <laughs> hang out with uh, your with your friend who yeah. is uh, working this, the security. Uh, again, I think that the individual airlines were responsible uh, yes, pre-TSA yes, yes. for mm-hmm. the airport security. So uh, you, you can see some potential... Uh, holes in uh, with that system as Rob Schneider just uh, goes to the airport to hang out with his friend and uh, I wanted to uh, go back because I I don't think that we could necessarily do too much justice to uh, what what the plot and the plight is for for Miles so I I feel like that we should just let Miles explain his views on uh, what's going on in in this world and then uh, we can comment on that Uh, so here is uh, Rob Schneider's character talking to uh, his friend Miles uh, at work Miles I gotta talk to you I didn't know you smoked I don't it's illegal to smoke in the airports I just want to show you how bad it's got Watch this. He's smoking a cigarette in the airport, blowing smoke in people's faces. Nobody's saying anything. See? Nobody even says anything to me because I'm black. Oh, let's bend the rules for the black guy. Let's let him smoke because he's black. Just because all those old blues musicians never got any royalties and had to play one-night gigs until they were like 100 just so they could pay for their whores, and now I get to smoke anywhere I want to. Man, that's bullshit. Something weird happened to me. Yeah? Well, something weird happened to me, too. They made me supervise. Well, that's great. Is it? I've been here 16 days, Marvin. This is where uh, the, the film is going with the uh, character Miles. Yeah, Miles, uh, probably the funniest guy in the movie. Um, right. So racism, again, still still dead in the, in the middle of the movie here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I like that he's just smoking in people's faces mm-hmm. and they don't and they don't care. Uh, it's very realistic. <laughs> um but yeah, and then and then what happens in in the uh, airport? Rock? So there's a guy who go a businessman who goes through security, and now Rob Schneider because that uh, he is uh, there's been some sort of a transformation from it's like a classic superhero story that he is able to detect. He has the the powers of like a drug sniffing dog. He can tell that a man is uh, carrying narcotics on him, and so he is going to go and tackle this man to get through the airport and they frisk him and he has nothing but Rob Schneider is going to use his nose to detect that he actually has a uh, small balloon filled with pure heroin in his anal cavity mm-hmm. um, yeah so I, I, I like dogs can I guess dogs are all drug sniffing dogs right because he like mm-hmm. I, is every dog drug sniffing or do you have to be trained i don't know i don't know but rob schneider is a drug sniffing dog well i guess maybe f- that he has run into the pure heroin in the evidence room and maybe he knows what it smells like and he has the super smell so he has become like a drug sniffing dog uh yeah and um and i guess just because of this like that means he could be a policeman right yes uh so that uh it's very impressive and so he goes instantly from uh, this moment in the airport. In the next scene, he is now 
a uh, police officer and he's at a press conference with uh, the uh, guy from Scrubs and they're talking about uh, the jo- the job that he did. And so uh, his partner uh, or Sergeant Sisk is uh, not not happy about uh, that. Rob Schneider's character is getting a lot of credit for this. Yes. Yeah. How dare he take uh, take his credit? Yeah. John John C. McGinley. Uh, it's like it's funny because he's so much of a better actor than anybody else in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like Jeremy Piven and Entourage, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's just like so much better than everyone else. He's like, oh, I'm firing my agent the second this is over. Okay, so they, they think it's the badger milk. That's the only thing that makes any sense. But he uh, runs into uh, somebody on the street late at night who is the doctor who was able to uh, save his life and says, hey, come, come with me. Uh, I need mm-hmm. to show you something. Yeah, Dr. Wilder. Yeah, come with me to the, my, uh, my lair. Uh, and so he ends up uh, resisting. I don't want to go with you. Uh, so the doctor ends up shooting him with a blow dart and brings him back to this uh, laboratory where there is a giant hamster wheel, like a, do- uh, a dog bed for him to lay in. And I-, I don't really even understand what this is. Like he sort of like wants him to, to not leave and stay there, but he's not a prisoner. Uh, yeah, I also like the the Dr. Wilder is a big casting miss. I feel like this guy's completely forgettable. I would have gone with like a Christopher Lloyd type, mm-hmm. like someone who's really wacky and interesting. Yeah. Uh, but this is a complete miss, this guy. And he's not like a famous person I've ever heard of before. <laughs> so, Michael Catan, the guy who played I, I don't know if any of this is canon. I went on the IMDb page. And so on IMDb, uh, they have like these uh, little like uh, trivia factoids mm-hmm. that you that you can uh, look up and so there is like a laundry list of casting choices that did not get the part and mm-hmm. so i i don't know how much of this is canon but it ends up going down uh, the list of all the different people that were considered for the different and i don't know if they ever got anybody to audition uh but uh, that Alan, Who are some of the highlights. Uh, Alan Alda was considered for the role of Chief Wilson. That's the Ed Asner okay. role. Uh, Ed Asner role. All right. It wouldn't have made a difference in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pam Greer was considered for the role of Rihanna, the Colleen Haskell role. Okay. Yeah. One different direction. <laughs> yeah, it's a different direction. A non-actress. <laughs> okay. Jamie Lee Curtis was considered for the role of Rihanna. Like, what is like the, the one role? Uh, very, very different ways to go of Pam Greer, Jamie mm-hmm. Lee Curtis, or Colleen Haskell. Right. Or a reality TV star. Yeah. yeah. Faith Ford was considered for the role of Open Rihanna. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they considered Kelly Ripa also. Yeah. George Lopez was considered for the role of Sergeant Sisk. Yeah, he would have been good. I mean, uh, <laughs> Megan Lee's pretty good in this role. Jeff Garland was considered for the role of Chief Wilson. Oh, Garland would have been would have been a good Sergeant Sisk. He can play mean yeah. Garland, but yeah, I get that. David Schwimmer was considered for the role of Sergeant Sisk. Really? I mean, yeah. Really? I, well, they have made have considered asking David Schwimmer, but they could not get his phone <laughs> right. number. Right? David Schwimmer <laughs> is during the, on the air? height of Friends <laughs> was considered and passed the animal yeah. for the role in the animal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Kelsey Grammer was considered for the role of Chief Wilson. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they considered all these people. It probably would happen. Is this coming from like the DVD where it's like Rob Schneider just like, all right, here's five people that would have been good for this role. Charlton Heston was considered for the role of Chief Wilson. <laughs> OK, was he still alive? <laughs> Brad Garrett was considered for the role of Chief Wilson. 
Yeah, there's a lot of people. Um, uh, so I don't know. Cameron Manheim was considered for the role of Rihanna. Okay. James Spader was considered for the role of Sergeant Sisk. Also, oh, I hate Spader. No, I would not have watched this if Spader was in it. So I don't know where they get this stuff from. I don't know if it's uh, if it's canon, if it's on the IMDb page, but that's uh, according to the trivia. All right. Uh, let's see if we could pick up the pace a little bit here with uh, the pr- yeah. with the breakdown. So uh, there's there's an explanation of what's going on here that the doctor is explaining that no, you were left for dead. We had to use animal parts on yeah, you. Michael Jackson's monkeys involved somehow. Yeah, they say there's a monkey that escaped from a pop star's place. Uh, they can't say who it is, but the monkey is moonwalking. So <laughs> Rob Schneider is gonna is gonna leave. Uh, that he can't control his urges. That's that's a big part of the movie where Sergeant Sisk is eating a chicken bone and uh, he can't concentrate. And then uh, that the, the shades of George with the eclair. Sergeant Sisk throws the chicken bone in the garbage, and then uh, Rob Schneider gets uh, caught by the police chief going through the garbage. Uh, George uh, Jason Alexander should have been playing the police chief. That would have been the highlight of the movie if he caught Rob Schneider eating out of the garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a very awkward scene where there is um, a uh, sexy lady who is walking down the street in a white dress. And uh, we are introduced to the fact that uh, Marvin cannot control his animalistic sexual urges. Mm-hmm. Would you say Marvin is attracted to both uh, women and animals? Yes, that, has, that plot point has not yet been introduced yeah. into the film yeah. where he uh, is feeling very sexually attracted to a goat in heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yep. will come later on in the film. But, uh, you know, attractive woman in a tight white dress and uh, Marvin proceeds to uh, hump a mailbox uh, yeah. that he cannot control. Luckily, uh, that was as far as it got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he got further with the animals, I think, off screen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with the mailbox, that's as far as he got. Yeah. Uh, so shortly thereafter, he ends up going into uh, r- running into Colleen Haskell. She works in some sort of like a pet rescue shelter. Mm hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Yes. Uh, she has a, a lot of uh, pets there. Um can we talk a little bit about Colleen Haskell? And uh, look, nobody loved Colleen Haskell more than me. In Did you ever meet her? Two, never no, met you said her. You, never you met did her because she was out of the picture. When but you I was such her. a fan. I, I really, yeah. you know, she, that she was such a sympathetic figure, and I, I love, I loved it when uh, she said at one point she was like talking about how they're going to have like a quiz, and it's so exciting for her because it's like uh, it's like a game show, and then she remembered that she was on a game show, and she gets voted out, and she says to everybody be nice play fair and she has all the bug bites and uh she's completely adorable in the original season of survivor she is so bad in this movie uh i really feel she's not a professional actress like it's unfair it's unfair to actors to assume that literally anybody could come in even in a movie like the animal where you're acting alongside rob schneider who's detestable and loathsome and like act uh you know on his level she, there are a couple scenes where she's competent i was paying a lot of attention to you know uh, but when they're in the park she's bad and then the the final scene that she's in that we could get to at the end like the climactic scene in the movie she is abysmal yeah but, and she's not talking loud enough she's not that's she's right not like, she, she's like what, like 
I, I don't know. She had to have been under duress because she is not even saying the lines audibly where you yeah. can hear her. I, I don't know if they if they tried like, Colleen, we can't hear you. She's like, uh, it's like you're an animal. Uh, let me play a little bit of uh, this is a scene where she's in her animal sanctuary and uh, Rob Schneider is fighting with an orangutan who does not like other animals. <laughs> quite a collection of exotic birds macaws and my friend Cosmo's a parrot nope he's getting smacked by a orangutan you are a good boy anyway so it's so difficult she's really bad now I, I couldn't find this. That I, I don't know if I heard this anecdotally or if I saw an interview with this, but uh, I, Rob Schneider kind of uh, talked badly about her after the film also, which would be very Rob Schneider to uh, throw her under the bus. But I saw something where he was complimentary, but maybe after it got panned, he changed his mind. I, I didn't see that, although I'm not saying it didn't happen. Yeah, where I, I think that he, uh, there was some talk about how that she just smoked cigarettes all the time and... Uh, she smelled like cigarettes all the time, and mm-hmm. I, I don't. I just think she did not want to be here. I, I don't know what she got paid to be right. in uh, the animals. Well, the budget of this movie, Rob, is forty-seven million. Very high I was budget. The whole movie. Yeah. What? Are the, I mean, like maybe Schneider gets five million if he's lucky. Like, there's not a lot of other. There's nobody else who's making seven figures like as an actor, Asner or McGinley. Like they're getting paid, but not that much. What are they spending money the on? Animals? Is there so much CGI. I, don't know. I guess I, the, the animal handlers. Like it doesn't CGI? make sense. And Rob, if you're if you have a forty seven million dollar budget, how is the number two role in the film going to someone who's never acted before? It makes no sense. I don't know. I don't know. There was a lot of dead money on the cap in the animal. Did they have to? I guess maybe they thought like all the Survivor fans and like she she had such a you know this movie is for, is coming out June two thousand one. So like, yeah, Survivor is still a really big deal. Huge. Uh, I I just I, but like. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's such a like I understand doing it in like a two million dollar movie, but it is a major Hollywood motion picture that's like that made eighteen nineteen million dollars its first weekend. It's such a risk. I, I'm sure she screen tested great, and you know people actually liked her, and she is like you know she like you say she is a girl, very girl next door like likable, but man, <laughs> she's just not like she could be start with like being you know the the friend's girlfriend. It, it's crazy to have a lead who does not know how to act and literally never acts again. Right. Right. It's rough. Um, do you know, does the marketing budget, like uh, if there's like, okay, well, we're going to just go crazy. Does that, is that separate? I, I think that's, uh, that's separate. separate. That's separate. Yeah. That's so like, oh, we spent 50 million. We made 80. But, you know, they're not, you know, they're not factoring that the marketing budget could have been 40. Okay. And they lost move. All right. Money. So uh, after, you know, meeting up with uh, Colleen Haskell, like he's head over heels uh, in love with Rihanna. Uh, he's talking about, you know, he has issue controlling his uh, impulses. Uh, Fatty asks him, oh, yeah, I get it because you're a porn addict. Mm-hmm. Um, he wakes up in the middle of the night. And uh, that he apparently has broken into some sort of a butcher shop and now has like a uh, gigantic belly, which is uh, hanging over his pants. Uh, And so he seeks the counsel of the professor who has the giant hamster wheel where I guess he can run like 30 miles and get rid of the, the belly. Yeah. 
So he runs in the hamster wheel. That's kind of a funny visual. I guess so. Uh, all this takes place in the, over the course of two minutes in the film. Where yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what the budget was. They spent like two million dollars on this giant hamster uh, this, wheel uh, and this prosthetic belly that he wakes yes. up. So he's sort of like the Wolfman, where he like uh, in the middle of the night wakes up and goes and does things that he can't control. Uh, yeah, and we don't always see them, and when we see them, they're fuzzy. But yeah, he is doing bad things, and again, it's like. Because he's not a likable person, you you like you almost like want him to die. This character, like he's not like he's evil, and there's nothing likable about him. So he should just be like put down as an animal. Yes, uh, they should have put him out of his misery. And and the doctor warns him, hey, you have to be able to control your urges, not just eating, but also his incredible sexual urges. That, mm-hmm. that, that he he needs to be able to control them. Uh, yeah, so, and he has like murderous urges too. Murderous with like other animals, right? Sexual, uh, eating, you know, all, all all things that you would not look at your protagonist of a film that mm-hmm. that has a he has a uh, unquenchable hunger, sexual desire, and <laughs> murderous rage. Yes. <laughs> all right so we're gonna see uh russia he's uh he's back at work uh sergeant sisk is gonna make him his partner now yeah that's gonna end well the the uh what happens next he goes to the party well uh, before he goes to the party like they're on patrol and uh he runs into some gang members and then sort of like uh barks at them like a dog outside of the window of the car sort of scares them away i think sergeant sisk is uh, a little bit uh impressed uh with that yeah people are slightly weirded out by the fact that he has like acts like a like different types of animals all the time but they never ask him questions like why are you doing that yeah all right so sergeant sisk uh and Marvin end up they go go to a, a a local farm and there's some sort of a of an incident where uh, a tractor is missing like a stolen tractor the tractor incident yeah tractor incident and so they notice that there's a goat uh that's on this farm and and the farmer Mm -hmm. reveals that yeah uh this goat is in heat driving uh all the animals on the farm wild so they have to isolate the this goat but as uh sergeant sisk is talking to the farmer uh marvin goes and uh has uh, a a moment with 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 the goat a meet cute with the goat a meet cute <laughs> with with the goat where uh is he hitting on on the goat is is he's, he's hitting on the goat he, yeah that's fair so, hitting on the goat probably never thought you'd ask that question before right <laughs> and again that uh, maybe this film is a, is ahead of its time or or woefully mm. behind its time for 2001 where you don't have a lot of films where the hero of the film is yeah. uh Pretty trying openly to reality seduce Bang a goat a farm yeah. animal yes yeah it's i would say ahead of its time <laughs> yeah uh, so, uh, yeah, this is, uh, where he's, uh, he's trying to, uh, pick up, the, pick up the goat. Uh, l- let's listen a, a little bit of what's going on here. As he's walking up. How's it going? My name's Marvin. You got it going on. <laughs> Now we never re- do we have confirmed coitus with with an animal during this movie or is it implied? No, it, it's, uh, I do not think he, we do not have any confirmed uh, but, coitus. But if you had to guess, if you had to vote, if this was a census, a poll, yeah, 
I believe Rob Schneider does sleep with an animal during the course of this film. I don't film, think so. Right? We're, we're, well, you tell me when we get to it, because I don't think Yeah, it, when we get it to it, I'll, I'll, I, I thought he did, but okay. maybe he did not. Okay. All right. So uh, the goat ends up kicking him and he ends up going uh, flying, luckily for, for all of us. Okay, uh, so they end up uh, running into Colleen Haskell, and I think that this was also, uh, I don't think that this is uh, really allowed in the uh, police department where uh, the uh, Sergeant Sisk and Marvin uh, basically pull over Colleen Haskell to hit on her. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I mean allowed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's so. a different time. <laughs> different, uh, I guess so. In 2001, she says, no, I have a date with Marvin, uh, which really uh, puts uh, Sergeant Sisk on tilt. After Sets this. him off. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He doesn't like it. Um, and so they end up going to a like a sort of like a big gala at the uh, I don't know. Is this the mayor's house? Yes, the mayor's house. Yeah, uh, they go to a party there, like a farm-ish type thing. Yeah, and Sergeant Sisk is really not happy with Marvin after the whole Colleen Haskell thing. He's going to be reading uh, meters, which I think seems like a fine job. I mean, it seems like much less, less dangerous than uh, yeah. being out, you know, fighting crime. But mm-hmm. uh, I think I mean, you get paid the same, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess maybe it's boring, but yeah. Uh, so Rob Schneider sees a cat and goes and starts. He's chasing the cat all over the party, ruins everything, and so he's being really admonished by Sergeant Sisk. He can't control himself at, at the party, and everybody's mad at him. But then he hears something. He gets fired. Yeah. Right. He gets fired, and then and then he's off the force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But he hears something. That is uh, off in the distance. And so uh, he ends up kind of like turning into a dolphin. (laughs) I think the sea lion that we heard before. Maybe. He dives into the water, uh, finds a kid who has somehow fallen, you know, 30 feet underwater in the lake. And Mm -hmm. then is able to uh, pull the kid out of the water and uh, saves the day. Yeah. By the time the I'd say three seconds after the kid is out from drowning 30 feet under the water. The kid is smiling while he's being, you know, jetpacked by this sea lion slash person mm-hmm. and is totally fine. He's smiling on the back of Rob Schneider. Yeah. OK, so uh, he hangs out with his friends. He's nervous about his date with uh, Colleen Haskell. He ends up uh, going out to a uh, restaurant with her. There is uh, a, a waiter who's kind of a villain uh, mm-hmm. that uh, he's kind of a D-bag waiter who uh, thinks that Rob Schneider is a big loser and he's going to be able to steal away Colleen Haskell. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. she wants to go with him to a, a vegetarian dinner, which is like, uh, who, who is this harder on a vegetarian dinner uh, for Rob Schneider or for you, Akiva? I don't mind vegetarian dinners. Yeah. But but Rob Schneider also, um, I, if because he's an animal, is he more likely to have a, a meatless diet? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of animals that eat plants, but uh, that he has sort of uh, this uh, uh, lust for all, all things meat. Uh, so it's yeah. very hard for him. The, one, one of the problems with Rob Schneider is like the the line in which he is a person versus an animal is changes every second. Makes no right? sense. Yeah. Where he like slurps up the drink like an animal, but then like eats normally. But then during this meal, pees on the floor when Colleen Hassel goes to the bathroom. It's very inconsistent. Yeah, the whole. I mean, there's nothing makes sense here. Uh, I don't know what you're looking for. Uh, so she and he, they end up having uh, this meal, 
And so uh, the waiter's coming in. He's like trying to pick her up. And uh, Rob Schneider is getting annoyed. She goes to the bathroom. He pees on her chair. Uh, because I guess he's uh, marking his uh, territory. One of the many uh, pee jokes in the film. Yeah, they, right. This is this. The, they go back to the pee well. Yeah, uh, and but it's not even like a real. It doesn't even like look like he's peeing, and there's no real reason. But yeah, he pees on the floor, and then she comes back. She and comes says back. This smells yeah, musty. let me see if I can uh, play this scene. Uh, so she's here's after he uh, pees on the table. She comes back. She smells something. Do you smell that? It's kind of musty. Uh, asparagus things table. Oh. And it's like, what? Colleen, what are you saying? What? Smells musty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe the problem wasn't Colleen Haskell. Maybe it was the screenwriting. She, uh, I, I think that she about. could not even bring herself to read uh, Tom Brady's dialogue here. Right. She said, film. I will do two takes, and if you ask me for a third, I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, so he's so sexually charged that he needs to go into the bathroom here. He's excuse himself. Uh, he is no longer master of his domain, Akiva. Right. right okay. No longer Lord of the Manor. Uh, I'm out. Yeah, he's out. He's out. Uh, he's making like animal zebra noises uh, that he comes back to the table. He like uh, stares at her back again. Uh, and uh, then she's wearing like sort of like a uh, very, you know, thin strap uh, uh, dress with like a, one of her straps like sort of falls down her shoulder. She adjusts it. That's enough for him. He's back into the bathroom. He's out again. Yeah. Normal date. Normal date. Okay. Um, but they go back to, uh, a- after the, after the date, uh, he walks, he walks her back and, uh, things, things go okay. It's, uh, just, you know, uh, a, fi- a fine date. He's able to control himself, uh, does not force himself onto, uh, Rihanna here. Mm-hmm. Rihanna with no age. Thankfully. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but then again, he has another thing episode where he wakes up in the middle of the night that he has gone off and uh, been uh, doing uh, God knows what. Well, this is where I think maybe he, he got busy with some farm animals. Oh, you think so? Okay. So it's possible. Yeah, there is there is a missing animal. So you think that he went out there and committed uh, some sort of a... Uh, sexual act with the animal because it sounds like the, the animal was eaten. Yeah, I mean, maybe not with this one, but I think he went out and had a good time in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, because th- th- he's being accused of uh, participating in a uh, satanic ritual. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. Again, I'm not I, sure, I mean, it's uh, been a minute since I've been to a satanic ritual, but I think that mm-hmm. they're accusing him of going out, on the wheel. going out and I, I mean, again, he went to a vegetarian dinner. Uh, I think he might have just been hungry. Oh uh, yeah, he may not have eaten. He worked uh, up you an know, appetite. He was too busy. Yeah. yeah, he was busy doing a lot of other things, a lot of other bodily functions at the uh, restaurant. Right. So uh, Ed Asner calls him in, and then uh, he's also very distracted that there are some donuts there, and he's eating uh, a powdered donut, and then he's uh, getting sugar all over everything, and then he's like licking the sugar off his clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classy. Classy. Okay. So. Colleen Haskell ends up coming uh, back over the next day after they had such a, a great night last night. And so that uh, the, he's built like a beaver dam in front of his garage, I guess. So he can't go out anymore in the middle of the night. Yeah, he's trying to stop himself because the chief has been asking questions like where what's he doing at night? 
We, it was the police sketch that looks like Marvin, right? So they, they're like, they fingered him as the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, he's, he's like, hi, I don't know if he's also hiding from the cops. He doesn't want other people to come in, in addition to him trying to stop himself from going out. Yeah. Uh, that's how I read it. So she, she comes in, she sees this whole house is a beaver dam now. And so he mm-hmm. says, basically, uh, I have something I have to tell you. And then transition it's nighttime and she knows everything they yada yada the entire <laughs> explanation of him explaining hey i uh i crashed my car and a doctor performed some surgery on me and there's animal parts and i have all these animal powers and her reaction mm-hmm. all the they yada yada yeah. you've that. never yada yada that they you've yada. never yada yada that you're an animal yeah <laughs> they yada yada the best part no uh i mentioned the vegetarian dinner um so yeah there we go and so and she's totally understanding and willing who has lower standards than colleen haskell in this movie like this guy's a big loser who lives first of all he lives in the garage Mm -hmm. and he lives in a beaver dam inside the garage by the way the landlord very chill about this about this whole situation (laughs) yeah i'm assuming he lives in somebody else's you know house yeah they don't mind uh and then she goes into this garage it looks like a nightmare she's fine explains that he's an animal still good and uh, she stays yeah, the night. She stays the night. Yeah, she's into it. Uh, and he says, I, I want you to tie me up. And she's like, whoa, whoa. And he's like, no, so I can't hurt anybody. So I guess she does tie him up. But then he wakes up and he's been out and about again. And mm-hmm. she reveals that she untied him because he looks uncomfortable. Uh, and yeah, they lo- were, it looks you- like, uh, you know, they're sort of like waking up in bed. He's got no shirt on. She seems to have no pants on. Uh, yeah, no pants on. So uh, She mentions like how much of an animal he was yeah. in bed, which, Again, which that's what happens when the screenwriter is the star right. and, and wrote the movie. Right. And so uh, the police come in and Colleen Haskell tells him to run for it. She's on yeah. his and she's on his side. I mean, he might have gone out and, and murdered people. She yeah. seemingly does not care. Yeah, he's the bad guy. He is I, the bad like, guy. I, yeah. I think you should maybe be on this. Like, he's killing animals. You might be on the police's side here. I'm not and sure. She's a but supposed yeah. animal lover. Yeah, but not. Yeah, but she loves him, I guess. He is an animal, too. So she's deciding between yes. you know, one animal and another. Is it almost like the food chain? Is it not? <laughs> add this to the next census. <laughs> is it murder? Is it, if not, you're is it not murder if you're higher on the food chain? Yeah, that's a good question. Someone said we should have a census every 25 episodes. So maybe episode 75 we could have that question. Maybe 50. Maybe 50. Uh, fine. I guess <laughs> Rob didn't like that episode last nah, week. I, I liked it. I just I feel like you know, stopped down every yeah, 25 episodes. I know. But by the uh, way, so, someone should track if we have uh, a census question. So I don't have yeah. to think about it. I mean, 25 episode. episodes is twice a year for a census. Uh, yeah, that's like, too well, much. Once, I agree. once a year seems about, seems yeah. about right. I mean, they, but anyway, the, they do the real yeah, one I, once every 10 years. That's true. That's true. Um, I think that maybe that's the last episode. Ten years from now, we do nine ninety nine in the mm-hmm. census, and that's where we're yeah. at. Um, the rest of the movie is essentially just a uh, the police chase, like the police chase, and them looking after Rob uh, Schneider in the woods. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of fun moments here. Uh, Norm McDonald has a, yeah, a this cameo is, this that's is made me smile. That, yeah. That, that's really that's really fun. Uh, so that he's part of the uh, the angry mob, and he has a lot of questions for the sergeant. Let me let me play a little bit of uh, Norm McDonald here. As Rob Schneider is running, shoot to kill. Everybody's locked in, locked and loaded. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a question there. Uh, when do we get to light our torches? When it gets dark. Ah, I see. 
Oh, hey, I got another question there. Suppose, uh, hypothetically, you know, a guy had uh, already lit his torch. I mean, uh, uh, it'd be cool if he, if he could just keep it lit, huh? <laughs> yes. Okay, Akiva, uh, torch jokes here. Is this a, uh, a wink for Colleen Haskell? Uh, for the oh, Survivor I was, fans? I was, yeah, I mean, uh, torch jokes now have taken on a different meaning, I think, 18 years later. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I, I bet Norm because this is funny. I bet Norm Macdonald wrote this bit himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, they're an angry mob. Uh, they have torches, but it's also uh, you have Colleen Haskell there, and uh, yeah. torches being being lit. It's possible, but I think we're giving the writers too much credit. Yeah, we have to see if Tom Brady is a Survivor fan uh, or not. All right. So uh, meanwhile, Miles and Fatty are also uh, on <laughs> on. Keep the in scene. mind that's that's his name in the movie. We are not calling. We're you're not fat shaming him by calling it that. It is literally his name on IMDb. <laughs> I do, there, yeah. uh, we could call him Edgar from 24. Uh, yeah, we call and maybe him that. we should. Maybe yeah, we should. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Too late. Uh, the film's going for a lot of other misdirects here in terms of mm-hmm. that. Yes. You, you know, you're led to believe that it's Rob Schneider who's doing all these things, but perhaps uh, there was a second animal that was out there. Yeah, There's, second animal. Somebody yeah. else was committing these uh, these atrocities, and and the film is going to try to throw you off uh, <laughs> in a couple different ways. <laughs> right. What, like one of his friends is eating berries and looks very animalistic. And you say, oh, he's the guy. He's the yeah, second Edgar animal. from 24 is like, no, I have to stop. I'm hungry. Like, you don't understand. And it's like, oh, oh, maybe his friend was the other animal. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. the twist. It's a little confusing. Yeah. Then there's another point where the professor's like, hey, go on without me. You have to. Uh, I, ca- I can't go on. And then he takes his shoe off and reveals like he has like a talon for a foot. It's like, oh, wait. Is he the animal? Was it the professor the whole time? Yeah, and because he sort of is an animal, but no, he's not the he's not the second he's not the angry animal. And then Ed Asner is out there, and I thought that they're going for oh, and maybe is he the is he the other animal? Yeah, yeah, this is interesting. They keep misdirecting keep you a lot, a lot of misdirection. Uh, Sergeant Sisk is going to be uh, chasing Marvin in a car. He's like running away from the car. Uh, there's a point where Sergeant Sisk ends up uh, falling into a chasm, and so he's mm-hmm. holding on for dear life. Uh, but Marvin, at this point in the movie, I also wanted to jump yes, to a chasm. Yes, stuff. Uh, Marvin ends up rescuing his friend, who mm-hmm. then uh, friend pr- is a strong word. Well, but he yeah. rescues his partner, his fellow yes. officer, uh, who's then going to then turn around and shoot him. But then yeah. he not nice, John McGinley. Yeah, he ends up being attacked by the other animal who reveals themselves to be none other than Rihanna Colleen Haskell. Oh my god! What a twist! Oh, what a twist! What? And the worst acting I've ever seen. Also, when she comes out, yeah, she here she here she is. This is her her reveal. She was an animal yeah. too the whole the whole time. Yeah. Who who knew? You. Kind of got green eyes now. That hunter was after my turkey vulture. I had to scare him off. I guess we have the same doctor. I hope this doesn't change anything between us. <laughs> like what? She's like, what? What? that turkey, that hunter was after my turkey vulture. I guess we have the same doctor. I hope this doesn't change Jeez. anything about us. Uh, yeah. yeah. So she, I guess, also is part animal also. Yes, and she must have known, right? She probably, did she know, and that's why she was, like, fine with Rob Schneider and 
and like dating him and stuff. I don't or know. Like she no, thought there was a second. Makes, it makes nothing makes yeah. any any sense. Yeah. Uh, the other the second laugh I think in the movie comes from another uh, notable cameo where uh, when the angry mob finally catches up to them, uh, we get an appearance from uh, the Sandman himself, uh, who mm-hmm. ends up being the Rob Schneider character from The Water Boy, uh, yes. and is basically doing the you can do it yes um but the the mob is out for blood they, they look somebody has to pay for these atrocities who was it it must it must have been you marvin and now you you need to pay for uh for these crimes we're an angry mob and and we're here uh but somebody else is going to uh step up and take the fall for what's happening here i'm not then who is the beast? Alright! It's me! That's Miles. I was not expecting that, were you? <laughs> I am the beast! I ate the cow and I mauled the hunter. So do what you gotta do. Well, now I guess we can let it go this time. Yeah, it's no big deal. What? <laughs> so, there you go, because yeah. nobody can be mad at an African-American in this world, because... Mm-hmm. that <laughs> Racism's dead. <laughs> it's, it's over, so it's a good... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's 2001. Really the po- <laughs> yeah, the point of the animal was just like... It was an allegory. It was to explain the state of race relations and how they've been solved. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there was a deeper meaning that people in 2001 just didn't get it. Not yep. all the critics got it. Yep. And so uh, Miles is uh, annoyed. Uh, yeah. So uh, there you go. Uh, we, we cut to one year later. Uh, weird post uh, <laughs> epilogue. Uh, Rob Schneider and Colleen Haskell are uh, married. Uh, they've had a litter of babies uh, because mm-hmm. I guess they're both animals. Uh, they watch the professor on TV. He ha- announces his uh, new girlfriend, which is one of the badger milk girls. Can I can I ask you, is it possible when we see them with their with their children? There's also a lot of dogs and cats running around. Is it possible those are their kids, too? I'm not sure. Uh, That's what I thought, that they so, had like dog kids and cat kids and people kids. At the very end of the movie, uh, the, then uh, they have uh, the uh, aforementioned goat also lives with them. And yeah. uh, the goat walks by. Rob Schneider looks at, at the goat. Colleen mm-hmm. Haskell is, is jealous. Uh, yes, jealous and- of the goat, which is why I think the Akiva's case, we could put this on the census too, uh, for the people who've seen this movie, like, does Rob Schneider commit bestiality? Or oh, it might not be bestiality if he is, in fact, an animal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but does he sleep with this goat, at least? Because why would she be jealous if he wasn't interested? I don't you think know? that uh, he has. I mean, uh, you know, uh, he and Colleen Haskell have had, uh, you know, these uh, these kids uh, that she must have these mm-hmm. animalistic urges also, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So I think that the goat is just there because it's an animal sanctuary. But she doesn't she doesn't like it. I don't think it's like a big love situation where she has to share uh, Rob Schneider with the many animals in the menagerie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then uh, that's the end of the movie. Smash cut to screenplay by Tom Brady and Rob Schneider. Yeah. No that's Oscars. the animal. 
Actually, animal. this movie didn't win any Razzies. Rob no, Schneider. Rob, Sh- Rob Schneider, I believe, uh, got a Razzie for one of the worst performances of the decade. Yeah, for the decade, but that's at the end of the decade. For they they included the animal in that. That's with like the bench a lifetime warmers. achievement award. Yes, it was uh, the bench warmers. Uh, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, Grandma's Boy, Hot Chick. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, mm-hmm. Little Man, and Little Nicky. Uh, but no, th- this movie, the animal, actually did not get any Razzie, so it must must have been held in high esteem. I actually found a review. You were talking about the. Rotten Tomato score was at 30% uh, critics and 32% audience. So critics didn't like it, but it's not like it was one of these historic. They didn't bad destroy movies. it, yeah. Uh, but the LA Times, which is one of the bigger papers in the country, uh, Kevin Thomas, the critic, says, The animal is an outrageous and imaginative summer comedy aimed primarily at younger males, but it is, so, it is often so funny that it may well connect to a broader audience. With his talent, uh, his comic talent, holding on SNL, Schneider is wonderfully expressive, a gift essential in mining the film's exuberantly crude, uh, crude humor. A lot of the fun is watching this movie. Uh, it derives from the, uh, discovering how deftly Schneider gets away with so much. This wow. is the freaking yes. L.A. Times. <laughs> These critics might have the, been on the take back then. That, that might have been. He, might, he also might have been one of the. Well, there was a story from this movie that the production company was had a fake uh, critic giving positive reviews to all their yeah, movies. Uh, for a couple different movies at that time. Yeah, 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 yeah I read that but, also. Um, uh, other reviews, uh, if you want to giggle and are not too fussy, clearly there's a British reviewer, mm-hmm. you could do much worse than surrendering in its shamelessly, shamelessly puerile brand of smutty schoolboy humor, with a, with a U. Uh, and uh, the animals never more nor less than stupid, but stupid in ways that deliver goofiness rather than rampart humiliation. Uh, rampant humiliation. But uh, uh, Peter Travers, who's a real critic, says uh, certainly reeks like something produced from a squatting position. That's pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wesley Morris from Grantland, who has a Pulitzer Prize, says, let's hear it for stupendously dumb screenwriting. Shot at Tom Brady. You're not really Shots allowed to take fired. those at the, at the ringer. Shots um, fired. Yeah. So uh, most reviews were, were terrible. I like Robert Roten said this could have and should have been a much funnier film. Uh, uh, Stephen D. Greedanus says uh, there was one thing about the animal that did surprise me the extent to which it systemically <laughs> rips off wolf that was your problem that it ripped off another movie <laughs> okay. yeah that's the jack nicholson film i think yeah. uh so yeah i guess it's sort of like uh maybe like a humorous version of uh like a werewolf movie where uh you know uh, teen wolf did it better um is the hot chick uh should that be in consideration for the i i suspect the hot chick is going to have so many problems i I don't even know if we can talk about it we didn't consider that this movie would be super problematic and it's not really uh you know yeah it's it's not not problematic but it's not exceptionally problematic but i think you do run into the yeah the probably the, by the next movie i think you probably get more problematic right uh that the, the the animal is uh not without its flaws but i believe that the whole premise of the hot chick where just to for anybody who for our younger listeners i believe I what's going on it's a little bit of like a I, I maybe this was like a a big movie trope where like a shallow hal uh, is a similar idea where mm-hmm. i believe that rob schneider uh, I believe that I don't know if he actually is 
transformed into an attractive woman or the whole world sees him as an attractive woman. And mm-hmm. so I don't know, maybe, well, maybe it speaks uh, sensitively to uh, the issues that sure. women encounter sure. in the uh, no early 2000s. But uh, I'm not, I'm not sure if uh, he ends up being like, uh, if there's like some sort of a spell put on him, I guess uh, we should, uh, we could look at the log line and see exactly uh, what, what, what's going on there with the hot chick, but I don't know if it deserves uh, its own film or its own episode of the podcast. Uh, so an attractive and popular teenager who is mean spirited towards others finds herself uh, in the body of an older man and must find a way to get back her original. Okay. Oh, so that the, the girl is like a bratty teen mm. and then uh, that she ends up, I think Anna Faris is uh, the uh, girl who gets like a body switched with Rob Schneider. Uh, I'm not sure necessarily if then he is then in her body, if it's like a, a vice versa body swap situation. Yeah, I don't know. I think like we could pass on this, but if this is such a resounding yeah. hit, who knows? A princess known as Princess Nawa is disgusted mm. by the groom of her arranged marriage and switches body with a slave girl by means of an enchanted set of earrings. Since the earrings were, are not for sale, Jessica steals them, but the next morning she gets a big dose of reality when she wakes up in the body of a 30-something low-life male, Clive, a career criminal. Clive finds himself in Jessica's body, and now it's up to Clive to find a way to get her body back while Clive takes advantage of his new body uh to set in motion a crime scree to put the blame on jessica um yeah i, I think we could uh, <laughs> uh you know let the let listeners decide but I, I think i've had enough rob schneider for today <laughs> so i think so uh i was a fan of uh the richmeister uh the, the copy guy are, are you familiar with that no, that that was Rob Schneider's signature character in the early nineties. Oh, the Meister, the good, uh, yeah, I, I know yeah, you're talking like, about now. Uh, yes. Like so, basically, uh, that you know that he sat. He his desk was next to the copy machine. Uh, a copy machine is a uh, large device which duplicates anything that is on a sheet of paper for our younger oh, listeners. You. <laughs> and he would be like. Akiva, the Kievmeister, Kievarama, like yeah. okay, yeah, got yeah. it, got it. Uh, Wheels Winnaker, making copies, yeah, yeah, that was it. Uh, I never really liked any of his other characters. Tiny Elvis, I always thought was yeah. uh, lousy. So was never a huge uh, Schneider guy, but you know that uh, if anything, he got a halo effect because uh, how much I liked Sandler. If you had to choose between Rob Schneider and Roy Schneider, who would you go with? Uh, <laughs> It's Roy Scheider. I don't think Roy it's, Scheider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I skipped the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roy Scheider. You know, I did Jaws. I believe he was on a Sequest yeah. DSV. Yep. Yeah, I like that so, show. Um, so, yeah, I think that I was uh, more of a, a Scheider over uh, Scheider. Schneider guy. Okay. All right, uh, Akiva. Are you ready mm-hmm. to get to this week's mailbag? Let's do it. All right, Akiva, let's open up. Is anybody still left or welcome back to all of our listeners who skipped ahead to the mailbag? I think it's fun to hear us talk about a bad movie. <laughs> okay, I, I had fun, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if people necessarily had an hour and a half of fun listening to us talk about They could have just watched The Animal. No, I still think this is better, even if it was bad. <laughs> okay. All right, Akiva, what are we doing mm-hmm. today? Take us through the mailbag. Okay, so let's start off with a special idea for episode 50. Uh, I put out the call on on a, a podcast, I think, two weeks ago, and then on Twitter once, 
for people to ask their mothers, explain the podcast in a minute or two to their moms, and then ask them for ideas for Mount Renatmore for the wheel for us to potentially do, for us to consider doing in a future episode. Mm-hmm. And you would ask for audio ideas. Yeah. Unfortunately, no one's mom knows how to like record their own audio. Well, we so. did get one, right? Uh, we got one. I don't even know where it is. You get started. I'll, I'll, I'll find okay. it. I'll find it. Yes, we did get one uh, audio idea. But so let, so let me start. Uh, we got a bunch of mom ideas. Let me read some of the best of them. OK, got it. Uh, Corey says, my mom says we should do a rewatch of General Hospital. So season three, episode seven of General Hospital. I don't even know how we would find that. Yeah, that would be hard to find. I do think the soap operas. uh Probably hard to find, right? I don't think... Do they ever do DVDs of the soap operas? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't know necessarily about the... How that works in terms of, like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> if there's any sort of, like, streaming service that has, like, every soap opera ever or SoapNet mm-hmm. or what. I, it's, a, it's a world that I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Hasn't stopped us before. Uh, Lisa's grandpa, she asked her grandpa, and he says we should watch George Burns sing Goodnight Gracie. Hmm. Do you know what that means? Um, I think that would be very short, right? Probably. (laughs) Maybe maybe the grandpa has a good idea. Is it music videos? Is it it, music videos? Maybe that's her grandpa's favorite episode. I don't know. Okay. Uh, 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 Corrine says, uh, it rhymes with Corrine. So Corrine, Corrine. Mm-hmm. Um, coffee, Starbucks versus Dunkin'. So she wants a coffee tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, or how to reduce healthcare costs. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's explore that for a minute. Like, are, are we looking for, are, are you and I going to mm-hmm. unveil our yeah. systematic reform of yes. the healthcare system? Or are you guys, are, are we just like take, opening it up to the listeners and then they are sending in their ideas to, uh, improve healthcare. How about we add like healthcare tournament? Does that is that a thing? Or mm. ask every candidate on both sides to send us their plan, and then we we put them in. Well, why? Also- I don't even know why we have to get affiliated with a political party here. It's just like, hey, th- the healthcare yeah. think tank. Yeah, and people are just sending in their mm-hmm. ideas for yeah. fixing <laughs> fixing the healthcare yeah. system, yeah. and maybe we're looking like a little bit more granular than say like uh, Medicare for all. Uh, mm-hmm. No, we're looking for that maybe that you could uh, you know uh, I, I I don't know uh, everybody has to wear a surgical mask. Okay, so we're getting silly. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's silly. Uh, no, oh, so I'm sorry. I don't want to insult your idea. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just uh, like you. If I maybe I had like a couple hours to prepare, I could come up with something better. Yeah, yeah. Should we have Dr. Jen come on for that one? <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if it's a. I don't know yeah. if it would be funny. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. But I like. I think the suggestion is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tom Palmer, his mom. Yeah. Uh, he wants. He wants to add. Uh, her name is Carolyn Palmer. She wants to win. Now I don't know if we're having a winner today, but I guess she wants to get on the wheel. Okay. Okay. She wants to be the winner. I thought that was her, her idea. I- she wants to win. I'm like, win yes. what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> her idea is uh, we should watch a very Brady renovation on HGTV. Oh, uh, this is uh, John John territory. Well, I want to say about four or five different moms had the same idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and we discussed this. So should we put uh, HGTV shows are trash on the wheel and we could watch one episode of a very Brady renovation and one episode of one of the house hunter type shows? 
But are the shows trash? Like, I, I feel like that. Well, maybe the they're show, good. They're, and then we could say, prob- hey, they're good. They're probably well done and well made. Uh, I just don't like. You think it's not. You think it's not funny oh, yeah. enough. They should have knocked out that wall. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Akiva, they, 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 well, they, I don't they, think they, they knock out a lot of walls. I also think they're so the House Hunter shows are so bogus compared to even other reality mm-hmm. TV shows because you can't even start the House Hunter shows until you buy a house because they won't even do it until there's a winner. Because let's say none of the houses get picked. They don't have time for that nonsense. Mm-hmm. So you have to email them and be like, I just bought a house. We have to pretend to buy two other houses and we'll show this house. And then one of them wins. But we already know the winner. Mm-hmm. I, so I think it's like pretty trashy. But uh, I don't know. I, should we do HGTV shows? or just A very Brady renovation. That might be interesting. Uh, we could also we also have um, the Brady Bunch season three, episode seven on the wheel. Maybe we could do both of those as one episode. Mm-hmm. A very Brady episode. We could combine that and put it on the wheel. Right. I don't know. I feel like that there's probably going to be things to make fun of in the Brady Bunch season three, episode seven. But when we're watching the Brady house be renovated, uh, mm-hmm. I just don't know what our commentary is uh, okay. going to be. I mean, it might be just like, hey, you know, five minutes on that. And then the the, the main part of the episode is season three, episode seven. I'm yeah. not sure. Okay. Um, I could stack it with with that but i just think that uh, unless that the hgtv shows are so terrible yeah i, I don't know why we're watching them okay I, I i'm not disagreeing with you uh but it was a very popular suggestion mm-hmm. from the moms who again don't listen to the show uh at the okay gatsby not the great gatsby says my mother suggested you watch an episode of bonanza season three episode seven of course or you guys should talk about the town Dildo, Newfoundland, or just weird place names in general, of which there are many in Newfoundland. So first of all, at the OK Gatsby, his mom, Freak is Freak, the yeah. week of the week. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, season three, episode seven, Bonanza, or talk about funny town names. I don't know who is necessarily, other than uh, OK Gatsby's mom, necessarily interested to hear us talk about season three, episode seven of Bonanza. Well, it's a Western in black and white. It's like, wait, what's happening? What are we doing? Nobody, I don't nobody like knows black what and we're white talking shows. about. Yeah. So, nobody told me Citizen Kane was in black and white, and that's why it's not a classic. Okay. Um, in terms of what about weird town names? Weirdo town names. I feel like it's more of a BuzzFeed article than a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Ya. Yeah. Mm. Addison's mom. Uh, she says, I'm still struggling with the podcast ideas, but here are some. Funniest ways to lose weight. Okay. Psychological interpretation of a Dr. Seuss book. Okay. Hidden meaning in popular songs, like a funny interpretation of what they really mean. Okay. She doesn't know that we're not really music guys, Addison's mom. Right. Um, now, in terms of alternate meanings of songs, uh, sort of like famously like in uh, Pulp Fiction, where uh, Quentin Tarantino is talking about like uh, what the song uh, Like a Virgin actually means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see sort of like an Antonio Mazzaro-esque podcast of here's like what songs actually are ah, about. Here's a song yeah. like you thought it was about this, but the song is actually uh, mm-hmm. about this. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I don't know who necessarily is going to our, our music expert to step up to the plate and do that. I think that yeah. would be that would be interesting. Yeah. If someone pitches that, we definitely consider it. If someone's like, I'm going to put together, pick out the songs. I got four really good ones. We would definitely think about that. famous songs. You thought it was about this, but it actually is about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do right, Allison. It? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Allison. She says, I just attempted to explain the podcast to my parents. It was interesting to say the least. I explained a few of the podcast so far. And the only suggestion I got from them was toilet talk. 
Toilet even, talk. Yeah, what even is that, she says. When I asked for further clarification, my mom said that it could be all about you two deciding which toilet to buy for renovation. I'm not really sure where I went wrong describing the podcast. Yeah. I clearly said the majority of your episodes are about old TV shows or random elements of pop culture, and that it's an audio podcast. But here we are. All right, so Allison's parents, maybe not uh, big podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, toilet talk. I like the name Toilet Talk. It's a funny <laughs> name for an episode. Uh, Tonald says... One time, my sister and I got into a debate when we were kids about what came first, The Simpsons or SpongeBob. I hope, Donald, that you were on The Simpsons bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so my mom's idea is a trivia game where you and Rob are given things and you have to pick what came first. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, that is uh, interesting. It is, I, guess I think I, it's a I, really I, funny, fun game. My, I, I don't think that's an hour episode, but I mm-hmm. do think it's a, it's a fun game, actually. Yeah. Uh, if we had like game night and we had like three games and that was one of them, I would be all for that. Chicken or the egg. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. Could you build enough of an episode? Uh, I don't think so. But I, I think that. you could build a 15 minute segment for mm-hmm. it. And so if we added and we'll, we'll talk about when we get to the main part of the wheel, we could talk about uh, games because a lot of a lot of people had game takes this week mm-hmm. uh, from your your pitch last week about us playing a board game or Napopoly. Uh, yeah, maybe that could be part of a game. Uh, Kirsten said, I asked my dad for nap ideas, uh, and he basically took me saying they'll do any old thing to say you guys should do extreme sports. He suggested you do a Tough Mudder or a triathlon or learn how to drive race cars or go skydiving. Uh, Kirsten's dad, not a big listener, apparently. Yeah, we don't actually do anything. We just talk about things. Now, if you and your daughter wanted to run a bunch of Tough Mudders or triathlons, you know, and And we watched the video. Yeah, yeah, and we, we like, announced, like, uh, here's Kirsten trying to do Tough Mudder, then, uh, you know, that that may be something. But uh, tell your daughter to leave the house. We're not leaving our house. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Robin and Kiva take on childhood illnesses. Listeners submit any childhood illnesses they nope. had. Or the, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Do you want to in... play the audio? Yes. Of, okay. Uh, <laughs> this is from Joey from Saskatoon. I'm not sure okay. if he is a big uh, corner gas guy uh, that, you know, I've heard it both ways of that, whether corner gas is a beloved or not so beloved show in Saskatoon. Uh, here's a Joey from Saskatoon. Uh, he tells us audio is rough at the start, but I asked my mom for a podcast idea and this was all I could get out of her. Okay. Uh, here's uh, I have not listened to this. Here is Joey from Saskatoon and his mom. Okay, uh, a podcast I listen to is called Robin Akiva Need a Podcast. They, I'm talking to my mom right now. They um, asked listeners to ask their mother for a podcast idea. They spin, it, they put an idea on a wheel, spin it, and if it comes up, they got to po- spend the week on a podcast about it. Do you have any podcast ideas that they can do? To be anything you want, you don't even have, you don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. Just an idea, idea. No. <laughs> Just an idea. Hockey teams. No, they don't <laughs> like hockey. I have no idea. I like hockey. I don't like podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I have no interest in podcasts. Come on. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Podcasts are beyond my imagination. <laughs> okay, never mind. They might be below your imagination, Mom. <laughs> I love it. My, we have to isolate this uh, this, <laughs> this part, this clip. Well, I have no idea then. 
I don't like podcasts. <laughs> I have no interest in podcasts. <laughs> Come on. No, I have no idea. Oh boy. <laughs> I love Shimin's mom of the week. Um I I think in general I think it's a good idea to have like try and share interest with your kids. You know, my dad took me all around the country to baseball games when I was a kid and normally people wouldn't want to hang out with their dad, but that was like a fun thing, but I get some things are a bridge too far. Like my kid got really into EDM music. I'm not like going to EDM <laughs> Yeah. Okay, uh so at some point, should we have people ask their kids for ideas? Yeah, I think we could do that maybe okay. for episode 60 or something. Okay, we'll get to uh, I also 60. show, I sent you a couple more audios from the same mom uh, without saying whose mom it is. It's someone who's trying every week to become involved with the podcast. <laughs> okay. Someone who's very thirsty for air. All right. So uh, let's, uh, let's see if I can play uh, this clip. Hey, this is Shut Up Tim. Here's my mom's idea for a podcast for uh, Robin Akibanina podcast. I think you should talk about the renovation of the Brady Bunch house and what it means to the older generation and what should they do with that house after they renovate it. Should they move it to Universal Studio lot so that people can go through it uh, and see how they renovated it or what are they going to do? Talk about that. So you want them just to talk about the renovation of a house? Yeah, and what it meant to a generation of people growing up um, with the Brady's. And how they're renovating that house. That that exterior looks like it, but they're making the whole inside look like what it was on TV. Okay, thanks, Mom. Is that what they're doing? They're restoring it to what it was yeah, in the seventies. I think or, so. Or, I think, or, or, I I think they were gonna, like going to make it like it was like take it from the seventies and like make it like a nice house now. I don't know. I thought Greg Brady <laughs> bought it at auction, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and and I guess there was like a stunt for TV. I'm not sure. You want to read number three that he sent in also? Play number okay. three. Okay. All right. He said that was the best one. All right. Here is a number three. Okay. Uh, mom, I, mom idea three. Uh, here we go. Yeah, Robin Akiva. Hey, um, tell, them, tell them you want uh, them to play Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, Robin Akiva. <laughs> oh, Why God. don't you try Dungeons and Dragons? Is that what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Dungeon and Dragon. It's really great. <laughs> you gonna do that? Try that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, that's good, Mom. <laughs> Did Tim forget to edit this? <laughs> yeah. Not, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> yeah. Uh don't include the part where you tell your mom what to say. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, Tim, you should shut up. Okay. All right. All right. That was the moms. I don't know if we got anything on the wheel, but maybe we have some germs of ideas like HGTV shows are trash. Okay. All right. Um, so then Akiva, mm. you have a, a regular Mount Renatmore. Yes. Regular Mount Renatmore. Let's get into it with a, not really a Mount Renatmore idea, but a complaint. Are you ready for the complaints department? Rob? Oh, boy. Okay. I guess so. This is from Caitlin from Auburn. Uh, by the way, in the Iron Bowl, are you an Alabama guy, Rob, or an Auburn guy? Auburn or Alabama. Okay, yeah, that's a good choice. They, they're the, the team that wins. I think that's fair. Especially mm-hmm. after, you know, Kaylin might rip into us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she says, number one, she's got four points. You guys have gotten to a routine of bringing on too many guests to the podcast. Uh-oh. Every time you guys add an idea to the wheel or a non-guest idea comes up with a spin, I dread the moment when, and she mentions a specific podcast, but we don't have to say which one, asks, do we need a guest for this podcast? The standard answer should be no, except for very specific circumstances when an expert is actually necessary. 
This brings me to my second complaint. Season three, episode seven. Wait, hold on, hold on. Who's the person who says, uh, do we need a guest? Is it me or you? It doesn't matter. Not so important. No, it's me. Okay. It's me. I mean, for, we've been doing this for five years, and you you were uh, pretty famously anti-guests right. on the Seinfeld podcast. Well, I feel podcast. like I am the one who probably says, uh, do we need a guest? Uh, yeah. and, and you're the one who's saying, like, uh, yeah, we, we definitely need a guest. Well, there's no guest today, except for uh, Shut Up Tim's mom. Yes. Um, now, I, on the Seinfeld podcast, I feel like, was much more anti-guest. because yeah, you I were feel anti-guest. Like in terms except of... Except when like, we got the writers of the episodes a bunch of times. That, those were... I think that's a necessary guest. Yeah, but I feel like in the Seinfeld podcast, I was like, well, what do we need a guest for? It's me and you. We're the, we're the people that watch the show every week. What do we need a guest yeah. for? I, I've actually enjoyed having guests on this podcast because yeah. I feel like that uh, often what works best on this podcast is like somebody comes in and has like prepared something and then is, uh, you know... Uh, you know, doing all the work for us, and then we just I show agree. up. I, like I last week like was that. great. You you had just had to show up and guess a bunch of census questions yeah. last week. You don't have to do any prep. If anything, um, I, I've complained about when we have like multiple guests because it yes, makes it the, 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 the once we get more than three, the record gets right. tricky for us. It gets tricky. So she says, season three episode says. So Caitlin disagrees with us. She says season three episode seven should not be an oral history led by an expert. The juice of season three episode seven, I assume she also includes the crappy movie diaper type things in there, comes from the fact that the ridiculousness of the episode provides a good jumping point for Robin to keep it a banter, which is undeniably what makes this podcast so good. Expert guests distract from the uh, possibility of natural banter because a there's less space on the podcast and b a lot of the energy is put into involving the guest in the conversation. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I, to build on that point, that I feel like that there are things that are in the season three episode seven fishbowl that you or I are not experts about, and I feel like that yeah. those things should not even be there in the first place. If that you and I cannot speak intelligently to those mm-hmm. things, then yeah, we can kick anything out that you want. Okay. All right. Well, we don't have to do that today, but I think that we're due yeah. for a pruning on the season three episode seven fishbowl. Okay. Uh, she also hates the outro song, the god-awful tinny outro song, she says. She says, just play the uh, Robin Akiva theme again, or maybe the, the you know. What, you what don't about have to the, listen right? to the outro song if you don't she like say, it. Oh, so listen, Caitlin from Auburn's got an answer from everything, Rob. Okay. She says, I realized that I could stop the podcast before it comes on, but sometimes I listen when I'm in the shower and it's not an option. But the song yep. isn't that long. Yeah, I don't even know what the outro is, to be honest. I've never got that far into the show. Um, yeah. The, she also says the mailbag should not be at the beginning of the episode. The fact that it's at the end gives me something to look forward to when the meat of the episode is not something that's particularly interesting to me. I have nothing to look forward to when the mail without the mailbag at the end. Just the shitty outro song, she says. Uh, in addition, while it will it might be linear in reality, it makes more narrative sense on the produced podcast to have it at the end because we have finished one idea. We're moving on to the end with it at the beginning. I'm already thinking about the next episode before I even begin listening to that. Uh, I'm, I'm getting confused. <laughs> what, what does she want? She wants the, the mailbag first or don't no, she says, don't first. do it again. She's a, she's a, don't do it okay. again. All right, we did it one time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, and, twi- uh, maybe we've done it twice in 50 episodes. Yeah. And she says again, love the podcast signed Caitlin from Auburn. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> she's got a lot of opinions on it. Maybe we should get Caitlin from Auburn on here to, you know, Mm-hmm. Let's see if she could do this. If it's so easy, yeah. Uh, this is. Um, the, the, I, I have a, a clip. This is. Uh, here's uh, Caitlin from Auburn. I don't like podcasts. <laughs> I have no interest in podcasts. Come on. No, I have no idea. Kidding, kidding. Okay. Uh, look, I liked having the mailbag first in that 
time because I don't want to do the podcast backwards. I, I like having the, the podcast be linear that if you and I talk, hear about SCOM season three, episode yeah. seven in uh, the first 30 minutes of the podcast, we can talk about it uh, an hour and a half later as opposed to yeah. then we can't reference things that already happened because the show's out of order and then uh, it's not the same experience. So it's not the preference, but once in a while we might do it that way. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm on board. You ready for the real Mount Renat more? Yes. Okay. Uh, Kristen Leinert Cole says, what about some sort of game that's Robin Akiva versus Mike Bloom and Josh Wiggler and or other against other podcasters? So is there a scenario where we could do, I don't know if it's a newlywed game or any kind of game, but we're competing against other podcast duos? So... I think that's fine. Uh, I like that we could do some sort of a, of a game, but I, I don't want to necessarily like Josh Wiggler's very busy. Uh, I don't want to volunteer him for something. Uh, Mike Bloom famously loves being on podcasts, but yes. um, so I, I don't want to necessarily throw out the you know the people that were playing. Should they against. volunteer? They should, should volunteer. Should podcast, yes. But yes. then what would the game be? Because I, I will know. definitely get volunteers of duos. What would the game be? I, I, maybe we need people can people submit game ideas this week and maybe next week we could put it on the wheel if we have a good idea. Yeah, maybe because I like the idea of like, it could even be a tournament of four. We could have two at a time. Yeah, I don't know. How it could be a this? running thing. I don't know where we go up against different people and different podcasts. Could there be a wheel of games where when? Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, so wheel of I think games. Jimmy Fallon show has that, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, wheel of games is on the wheel. And so if that happens, you and I take on another tag team and then we have a we all of our game ideas are on the wheel of games. And then we play our like, tag teams on the wheel, too. It's like we're spinning and it's like, oh, it's going to land on Mike and Josh. No, no it well, landed we on Taron and Lead or something. Yeah, we, we yeah, but assuming people are available. Yeah. Uh, so do they go on a wheel? No, I, I think that we're, we're getting too confusing. OK, fine. Well, that's our, that's so, our like chicken or the egg is on the wheel of like uh, what things happen. When, and, and so that we could f- put some so somebody's in charge of the wheel of games. OK, I like it. Yeah, I, we need a volunteer for that also. And let it be someone who hasn't been on the show before, because we do get some complaints. Oh, you know, you're always pitching the same three people. OK, uh, so we could get new blood in here. Um, Who, who's that? Caitlin from Auburn says that. Yeah, probably. That's uh, <laughs> under one of her alts. So she's, she's complaining about that. Um, fine. All right. So that's an idea. Uh, Robin Akiva reply guys. Reply guys. Yes. We set uh, alerts on our phone and every time Donald Trump tweets, we have to come up with a, a funny reply and whoever gets the most likes on a tweet wins during that week. Yeah. Now, I think I'll pass on that. I think that uh, we're. Yeah, but how do those guys do it where it's like the you know who I'm talking about, like the 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 doctor and Joe, Paz- Joe Poznanski's brother, like how are they replying within five seconds of every tweet with like a specific, you know what I mean? Like critique of what of what Trump is saying. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Is it there like are they just like waiting all day pressing refresh? It's like yeah. their whole job. Yeah. It seems I, weird. I think that right? once you start doing that that you uh you end up like getting uh a million replies from like bots and stuff like yes. that oh uh, all, and half of them have been canceled like half of them have been kicked off twitter like those brothers like it, it ends up being i think bad for your mental health to uh, oh shockingly to like reply to somebody's tweets like as a full-time job yeah <laughs> um yeah i i, I don't know uh that uh, i think I that that's like the idea of robin akiva reply guys as a pick, name is funny maybe a di- if there was a different celebrity that did uh-huh. not come with the, the polarization that, that 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 is a frequent tweeter 
Uh, mm-hmm. Is there is there a person that is Bill Simmons? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, uh, do you, are there Simmons bots? Or like, I, I don't want to be like dragged by like the well, ringer staff. Different guys have different. Like Adam Schefter, whenever he tweets, gets a million. My wife left me. Like those are like. There's a hundred comments. Why? Just my Why? wife did, left did, me. Did wife, I have no idea. No, his wife did not leave him. They, I have no idea uh why he gets those it's not related but it's just like there's certain people that get specific tweets uh you know like weird replies whenever they tweet that i don't think are bots i just think it's like clowns uh, i don't know there's it's a weird world of the reply guys I, I also think it would have to happen during the week so we just be reporting what happened which doesn't totally work up time wise mm-hmm. how about this if there is a okay I, for, to make this into a wheel suggestion so reply guys is on the wheel okay and then that there is like a that's who, who sent us this idea uh this is for me okay this is from you okay yeah so maybe maybe there's like a list of like the the 10 people and then any tweets that they have this week are fair game for us to reply to okay and then we are getting then on the podcast there's like a scorekeeper the cumulative amount of total likes that we yeah, well the got. likes issue is because you have a blue check mark uh your likes show up much higher than mine your, your replies would show up much higher than mine so you'd automatically win that okay like if there's a thousand you replies sure to just that? yes yes if there's a thousand replies the blue check marks show up high i don't feel like Twitter. it's the blue uh, oh because that it would be shown as like a uh at the top of the the yes, reply. it gets shown at the top of the replies even if even if it was lower even if like at first it was like you had seven yeah. night 11 okay. i think you'd still go before me all right so then maybe this idea can't work yeah. Oh, there's a lot of reasons. I just I just think the Robin Aki reply guys is funny. How about this is a this is a, a called Battle of the Renapwork Stars, and it's kind of similar to what we discussed before with me and you going up against other podcast duos, um, except it's it's uh, us. Well, it's not. It's actually not that similar. Here's the pitch: the four most frequent. No, actually, I'm scrapping this. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit this. Pitch. Audible. I'm gonna audible. It's a Renap trivia game. We ha- we ask for our biggest super duper fans or stands. And we have someone come up with a game and we basically try and find our biggest fan by asking them Renap trivia. I don't know if we include some Seinfeld podcast questions. So we're asking them questions about things that have happened on the first X number of episodes of the podcast. Okay. A trivia just about our show. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess we'd have some sort of entry contest into it. And then we'd have the three winners on you know Jeopardy style and ask them questions. <sighs> is that that exciting of uh, people answering trivia questions about this podcast? Like I know, probably not. Uh, I, I feel like it's funny to have me and you answer trivia questions. Like, that do is we funny. do we like? Are we so stupid that we can't remember things that happen oh, on this podcast? Well, uh, would a listener be if it was me and you versus a listener? Like the one listener? Oh, who, that would who be fun. Like okay, so yeah. So all right, when we get to this weekend or uh, Robin Akiva history, maybe there should be somebody taking us on in the quiz. Okay, that's not a bad idea. Maybe Kalish could do that, or he Either, could subcontract that yeah, out to a second or person. Or did Robin Akiva say it? Uh, that uh, Robin Akiva canceled from uh, yeah, the, the Seinfeld the, one, the Claire yeah. from Canada, uh, mm-hmm. or AKA hit by a car, Claire. Yeah, that's her name on Twitter now. Hit by okay. a car, Claire. All right. Uh, ben says, uh, "Can you guys cast the movie for making a murderer, The Argon Trail, in which the story of how Rob brutally murdered Akiva is finally told? It would be like Rick and Shane in The Walking Dead, except entertaining. Ooh, guy's got a joke in here." Mm-hmm. Maybe Rob was secretly breaking all those legs. Better so the than gargoyle Matt and Shane. King, 
<laughs> would grant him great health. It would have been uh, he would have enjoyed the Oregon Trail when he got to insult all the Native Americans. Um, maybe the creek Akiva drowned in was Dawson's Creek. Uh, a lot of jokes from Penn. Uh, this is all fictional. Of co- <laughs> this is all fictional. I don't want to rob his my ops. So Mangum murder the Oregon Trail. Um, I mean, maybe this could be the plot for Frail Mary's ill-fated fan fiction. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's enough there to write the screenplay of that. Uh, the story of the Oregon Trail uh, could, I mean, could somebody yeah. turn our story of the Oregon Trail into uh, a, some sort of a literary work? I don't think we need more. I think Framer's already started, so I don't. I don't want to like knock her out of the job. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Yeah. We uh, a couple quick ideas. Uh, crossword boys. Robin Akiva do a New York Times crossword Sounds puzzle. Very boring. No. <laughs> I think it would be fun for the listeners because they'd be so aggravated with us, like totally failing it. Yeah, blowing it. Yeah, I guess uh, so. a lot of people. You said Renapoli last week would be based on Monopoly. We got a lot of feedback on that. And the most common feedback was specifically Monopoly is very boring and that we should pick a different game. People said that there are uh, sites where you can really uh, uh, tailor make a game to your own interests. Like you could start with like a blank slate and make a game. But I thought the best idea people sent us, Rob, was someone said, uh, do and I don't have the person in front of me. uh, Do guess who where we make like 24 people in our universe, like the King Cake Baby and Missy. And uh, and we play guess who me versus you and someone builds us guess who boards. What do you think about that? So we have physical guess. who. I, I, I don't think we have physical guess who I think I think someone builds a computerized guess who board for both of us. Um, I, I still think that Renapoli uh, can work uh, just to not throw it out. Uh, let me read you a message from one of our listeners, uh, okay. Sam. Uh, Sam says, uh, I like the idea of Renapoli. I played a handful of Monopoly games as a kid, which usually resulted in four hours battle of endurance and someone in tears uh, as they are slowly falling into debt after landing on Boardwalk. I did a quick Google search of a Monopoly online that you could personalize and play online and didn't really find much. And after thinking about it, it seemed like the best way to do this would be to make a board on the computer uh, and then share the screen of the board to play the game uh, and then uh, via a, a, a Twitch stream uh, it should be easy enough to set up everything and move the pieces. Uh, you don't think that this would be funny to like get the reveal of all the different street names and then the pieces and every, like uh, if it was completely customized Renapoli? I think it would be funny, but I think once we started playing the games, it becomes a snooze fest. I, I got but more put a time DMs. Limit on it. Yeah. yeah, I got more DMs saying do not play Monopoly than I've gotten about almost anything we've ever done. Mm. But well. what? But I think the idea is good. What if we just tailor made the game to be a little bit more listener friendly somehow? Okay. Like someone actually just made, you know, maybe using like some of the tenants of Monopoly, but the actual game Monopoly is a really poorly designed game. Like there's no real way to win. The game like never ends. People just quit. Uh, what if like the idea is good and using elements of our show as pieces in the game is good. Okay. But I wonder if someone could design a better game so than Monopoly. Can we still call it Renapoly? Of course. Yeah, okay. yeah, we'd call right. it Renapoly. Yeah, so absolutely. That if it doesn't have to be necessarily uh Monopoly, but if there's some sort of like Robin Akiva board game and we played it on the air, uh I think that, that I would that would be okay. Yeah, we could do that. Uh we got like also like ten uh, offers minimum of people who are willing to do it. So re, I don't, I didn't track who that was. So re, uh, 
reach out to me and and we could uh we could discuss that okay um we have a halloween themed pitch this oh, is boy. coming out is this too early should we wait a week it's an october slash halloween well, let me hear pitch. it let me hear what it is are uh, you want to hear it? okay it's it's called wit robin akiva present witch month for the What's month of October, witches? Why are those talking well, about witches? Listen, well, listen, it's a spooky month. For the month of October, the wheels magically changed to include four witch-related revisions that disappear at the end of October. Four? The wi- well, listen, it'll make sense in a second. The witch-related ideas have inflated spots for the month of October. We don't have to listen to this person's uh, wheel idea rules. Anyway, season three, episode seven is modified so that if it gets picked, Robin and Akiva have to watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay, so Number all two. of season three, episode seven is replaced with Sabrina, the teenage witch. Yeah, it's the only thing in the fishbowl. Okay. It's a giant ball in the fishbowl, I guess. The crappy mover, movie diapers modified. So the only movies that can be possibly uh, picked are Hocus Pocus, Teen Witch or The Witches from 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, Number three, I don't like it's Robin Akiva need a witch. Robin Akiva have an actual witch on the show and learn about what it means to be a real witch. They examine other witchcraft things. And number four Too was spooky. something about it'll give away who pitched this number four was about harry potter um, oh what do you think about robin akiva present witch month is anybody really excited for sabrina the teenage witch in the in the fishbowl sabrina the teenage witch the mom was one of the roasters at the alec baldwin roast this week i have no idea how she got that gig like do you know Caroline her name ray yeah like she's not famous enough for yeah, that i mean she's no having her own talk show i think she replaced rosie o'donnell when rosie o'donnell oh, left so the maybe rosie she o'donnell. is i yeah. don't know they could have got rosie by the way although i'm guessing rosie o'donnell and alec baldwin probably don't get along yeah kind of prob- combustible personalities i'm guessing they're probably not friends <laughs> yeah they're, they're either they're great friends or they hate each other i'm gonna guess maybe they used to be friends and now like they're like legally not allowed to be in the same room <laughs> okay uh i don't know too much witch well, now, Rob stuff. Rob and I aren't big witch. You sort of like Halloween. I sort uh, of like Halloween. What do I like about Halloween? You like taking your kids trick-or-treating? I li- like look, th- I-, I like seeing my kids happy, but yeah. I-, I don't like anything about Halloween. If it was up yeah. to me. And I don't even celebrate Halloween, and I don't like haunted houses or, or anything. Pumpkins suck. No offense to pumpkins. Mm-hmm. I like pumpkin uh, pie. I like pumpkin pie, yeah. But the actual pumpkins don't excite me. I, mean, I don't I li- like witches. I like candy. Like chocolate. Yeah, candy's not like Halloween didn't invent candy. You could have mm-hmm. candy right now if you yeah. want. So, uh, uh, you know, I like having like, uh, you know, peanut butter cups around, but that's about it. I don't like, uh, you know, I don't like spider webs. I don't even like Cocoa Puffs. Too spooky. <laughs> Cocoa, how are Cocoa Puffs spooky? I don't know. Don't they have Count Chocula on them? Or no. Something? Count Chocula has Count Chocula on it. I don't know. Cocoa I, don't need any, I don't eat chocolate, so I don't know chocolate <laughs> I, cereal. You, your Twitter bio is literally cereal influencer, <laughs> and you think Count <laughs> Chocula like is on not. Cocoa Puffs? <laughs> uh, being exposed. <laughs> I don't like, I don't eat chocolate cereal. It was the only time so, in my I life. I believe Sonny is the mascot of oh, yeah, Cocoa yeah. Puffs. He's like yeah. a sort of like a crazy uh, kooky bird. Yeah, he's spooky too. The only reason... Uh, the only time I've ever had chocolate cereal in my life was when we did the cereal tournament. I had to eat every popular kind of cereal. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. Chocolate and milk do not mix to me. I know there's chocolate milk, but it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't eat chocolate in general. So that's not, it's not my that's not my bag, baby. Can <laughs> uh, we, we do? Uh, that's a bit it for the wheel today. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of ideas. Nothing got um, formally put in. I'd be okay with adding a witch movie to the uh, crappy movie diaper. But I, I don't want to go all in on, uh, not Tim all in, uh, yeah. on the <laughs> <laughs> which. Well, who which, said that was his idea? I don't know. I don't know. So, okay. 
what what'd you think about the idea I sent you last night? Uh, you sent me an idea <laughs> good, but there's a major problem with your idea. Yeah. So your, what was your idea? <laughs> uh, Robin Akiva remake The Princess Bride. Yeah, the problem is I've never seen The Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it wasn't a literal idea. It was it was trending. Uh, the, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I am influenced very much by trending topics. So mm-hmm. uh, The Princess Bride. That's why you've been talking about Shane Gillis the whole episode. Yes. Uh, the Princess Bride was uh, trending because uh, allegedly there was uh, some talk about how Sony Pictures Entertainment CEO uh, Tony Vinciquera said that very famous people whose names I won't use want to redo Norman Lear's The Princess Bride. And Twitter was up in arms, causing friends of Jonathan Penner, uh, Carrie Elways, to uh, tweet out a uh, take on a famous quote from the movie. Uh, There's a shortage of perfect movies in this world. It would be a pity to damage this one. So I guess that uh, Princess Bride is in uh, that pantheon of movies like Back to the Future that can never, never be remade. Uh, I thought it was Ool. I, I guess I never heard his name said before. Elways. I what thought do it was you think like it was? Ools or something. Carrie Ools. Elwes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. should be the spokesperson so for Cocoa Pops. Yeah. You're big into the trending topics. Do you have an opinion on the Lauren Duca article? No, I don't know it yet. Okay, fine. That was trending. Um, okay, so quickly, because it's an episode that ends with a zero, we have a tradition where we go through the wheels, wheels waiting room where, we, uh, you know, ideas that have been put on ice and we see, should we add them to the wheel? Do we need, uh, you know, uh, green light, red light, yellow light? Do we kick them out of the wheel, put them on, or, or are they still uh, germinating? Okay, so we'll go, we don't have to go through all 35 of them, but I'll okay. just pitch a well, few of them, okay? And if you want to access the uh, wheel list, go to robhiswebsite.com slash wheel list uh, for that. And so let me open up the, uh, the, the wait. This is the waiting room we're going to look at? Will's yeah, wheel and, waiting room? Uh, yes. And okay. also, uh, if they want to send in new ideas, we're always looking for new ideas. Where do they send them to, Rob? Okay. Uh, go send it to uh, Renap at robhaswebsite.com or need a podcast at robhaswebsite.com or Seinfeld at postshowrecaps.com. I've gotten asked a, a couple times recently, how come you still use the Seinfeld address? I, I just, uh, I think it's funny. Just, I mean, yeah. still, we, we didn't shut it down. It still yeah. works. I just yeah, maybe we'll come back. I mean, Seinfeld is, that's, you know, news we didn't yeah. discuss. Hey, Seinfeld is going to Netflix. Netflix. Tw- 2021. Okay, maybe you know, we, we, we restart the rewatch. Yeah, maybe we'll like it'll be like ten times bigger this time. Yeah. What if we restart it under a different name and like don't mention that we did it before? Oh, and then people are like, oh, boy, these we have like a well lot of new prepared. listeners. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think they'll think that. Maybe by the fourth time around. Yeah. Um, all right. So a, a few ideas that have been uh, going around for a while. Um, Renap the musical. People asked about yes. that. We have a statement about Renap the musical. Yes. The creator of that episode uh, to be Jason Curtis Rivera says he was almost done, but then realized if he spent more time on it, he could make it great. And that's what he's doing right now. So it is okay. still being worked on. All right. But he is he is upping the stakes. I see a note here that is, is expired. Uh, was that for yeah. a note for for Will? That's yeah, that's Will's note. Will uh, still listens expired. to the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He just edited this yesterday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, he still listens, I think. Okay. I mean, he's got his own podcast on my on the 32 Fans <laughs> Network, so maybe he's too big time for us now. I don't know how this. I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Robin, Robin Akiva exposed. Uh, that's where Claire, yeah. uh, with ideally with a team of people, goes through our all of our Seinfeld shows. Yeah, I feel and like cuts that, clips. Akiva, some of these things I feel like they're they, they should be moved to like in development, not necessarily like the wheel waiting room. 
How many tabs do we need? Uh, I don't Maybe. know. I, I just feel like that the note should be in development, and and All right, we, so we don't, yeah, we don't can, like uh, if you have an update, give us the update. But I feel like that we, we don't we don't have to like uh, say if it's uh, like I think that this exercise is uh, if something is if nothing is happening with it and we don't want it, it should be out of the wheel waiting room. Okay, so maybe Will can make two within this document. He could do a, he could do a, like in development, and then like nothing's happened. Well, I like just think separate. that there's a the second column is notes. Like the the notes should just be you know in development. Okay, fine. Uh, anyway, uh, Claire, I believe is mostly working on it herself, as far as I know. So it's going a little slower, but it, uh, she has gone through, I believe, most of the episodes already. Great. Uh, so that will happen at some point. Uh, HGTV shows are trash. We discussed crash a wedding. I think we could take that out. I think yeah. at this point we're not you crashing love the wedding. You love wedding time. I do like the weddings. I don't want to go myself. I thought it was a fun idea to send listeners on a scavenger hunt, record it. Multiple listeners were willing to send us to their wedding. Yeah. Uh, but we couldn't, you know, we, we couldn't really figure out a format. For not that. exciting S- for me. Scary stories. If we're not doing witch month, I don't think we need scary <laughs> stories. In well, there anymore. Uh, that, uh, um, how scary are the stories? Uh, people are sending in their, uh, stories of like something scary that happened to them. Like, hey, I was in a haunted house and then I ended up feeling like uh, the, uh, a, a witch was uh, tickling my neck. No, but that sounds too scary for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oral history of the sleepover podcast. In development. Uh, as far as in development, that that is, I believe, moving far along. Many interviews have been recorded mm-hmm. for that episode. Yes. Uh, the Masked Singer, uh, Shut Up Tim and Puya say they've... Uh, in they've, development. They Yeah, they, they've got a lot going on. Same thing with Wheel or No Wheel, another, another episode we're excited about. Uh, the Renap Calendar, um, I, I think it's a really funny idea. I just think we try and do original new bits on the show. I think that's Bryce's shtick. Do you know what I mean? If mm-hmm. I was Bryce, and if people don't know, Bryce is a, is a, a guy who also has his own uh, podcast on this network. And he has done like, uh, I, what would you call them? Like beefcake calendars? Like, uh, <laughs> I would I call them zaddy call calendars. Them. Zaddy calendars. But like, that's his thing. So yeah. I think we need to come up like people did ask for merch. I think if we did like a Robin Akiva T-shirt ideas like that could be something. But I, I just think it's unless he's coming on and doing with us and he's giving us like his stamp of approval. But I don't know if he listens to every episode where he can, you know, he has well, the, I, the background. I, I, I don't believe he listens to uh, too many Renap episodes. I don't think so. I, either, I think which what, is fine. What, I th- what I thought was funny about this idea was that there would be a lot of like inanimate objects on the wheel or on yeah, the calendar, which that is, would be funny. Is, but it, like, you know, if we're not making the calendar, then I don't know if the episode needs to be made. Mm-hmm. And like, if we're making the calendar, not, in I'm, my opinion, I'm, we're I'm, ripping. I'm, I'm not married to. We we got plenty okay. of. Uh, if you're Listen, not if you're not into it, then we don't, yeah. you know you're, you're not. Yeah, we're not married to it. And if, if, you were, if a you'd fan have to wants to make a Renap calendar, uh, we then can, that's by fine. the way, we did get multiple we'll review people. It. We'll review. We'll review a, f- a yeah. fan calendar in a mailbag. We got multiple people saying, "I will buy the Renap calendar." And a couple of people saying, like, I already bought two of Rice's, but if I have to buy a third calendar, which I technically don't need, like, I will buy one. Yeah, I got the uh, Hot Girl Summer calendar from uh, Rice. Uh, Nicole said that that will not be going on the refrigerator. <laughs> but uh, is the is the is the guy's calendar yes, on the fridge? Zaddy calendar is currently on oh, the, the Zaddy calendar. Yeah. OK, you could put that in your I think it's probably better on the fridge. I think it would be a little creepier if it was like in your like office bathroom or something. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh all right, one more thing, okay? Yeah. We we mentioned this months and months ago, but uh, our friend, I won't say her name, but uh, it rhymes with Sally Splasher, and she <laughs> Splasher. Um, she got together with with her acquaintance Missy, and uh, Missy said, "What's going on with the, with the, with who wants to marry Missy?" 
slash the missing dating games. I think Sally Splasher does not specifically ask me not to call it. I can't believe people missing. weren't lining up. Uh, and no, people were, but the problem was uh, all the all the fellows were are too young. I think so. If again, we could try this one more time. If you want to date uh, the great Missy and you were you live in New York City and you're a male and you're 31, 32, I think through 37, then email me this week. And if there's enough people, we will, I believe, put that on the wheel if Rob's up for it. Okay. Who wants the marry Missy? Uh, uh, yeah. So I think that's it for the update this week. I think Frail Mary fan fiction again in development. For, but I would say that's in development hell at this point, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's like yeah. It's, it's like yeah, the Guns okay. N' Roses Chinese Democracy album. Like it will probably come out one day, but don't don't get your hopes up that <laughs> that quickly. Okay. What about Robin Akiva get a life coach with Caitlin Herman? Uh, let's. Uh, I, I don't know uh, what the status is with that. Okay, fine. I think she, Caitlin has a lot on her plate. Uh, and uh, two more things. We have uh, two people with free passes to come on this podcast whenever they want. Melissa Denny yeah, have, and Hannah Shapiro. Bot? Uh, the bot, the bot tweets at them every week. The bot is 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 fully functioning oh. and working. Uh, could yeah, I the, be tweet uh, included on the bot message? Because I want to. Oh yeah, sure. I didn't realize yeah. that you're not added. Yeah, the bot is fine. It just well, tweets oh, what, them once a week. Are you added from the bot? I th- I think so. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you. I think I'm not added. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I think I'm not added. But uh, Twitter for web, uh, any tweet with the word Renap show almost almost every tweet with the word Renap uh, hashtag shows up in my timeline, even if I'm not added on it. Okay. So what what is the name of the, what is the name of the bot? No, it's I think it's Renap Reminder Bot. Okay. Renap. So I'm, I don't believe I'm added. You could check. It would be, whoa. This would be a scandal if I'm added and you're not. Yeah. Um, but uh, but the, he tweets at them once a week. He's mm-hmm. he, the first tweet said like I won't tweet if okay, this bothers f- you. I'll I'll stop tweeting you. But I don't follow, think it's a big deal. Follow the Renap Reminder Bot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is he tweeting at at uh, at just Melissa and Hannah, or is he or is he adding just me? Okay, so no, I don't think you've been you've been added. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. uh, the uh, Renap reminder bot uh, that uh, you did not get uh, added on all of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you, only- you have so many uh, so many hands in different pies that you don't get these things. But yeah, every Renap tweet, I think, uh, goes into my timeline. Yeah, so I'm just looking to see. So Melissa favorited uh, one of them that got sent to her. Hannah did not. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, this is one like uh, from Jim Crumley on this other tweet. So uh, I think that uh, if they are not liking them, uh, it might no, be annoying. No, I think they're fine. It might they, be annoying. I don't think they're annoyed because because we have updates from both of them. I think okay. they are totally fine. Okay. Uh, Melissa said she wants to come on the musical podcast uh, if that ever happens. Okay. And Hannah, uh, Sally Splasher went to L.A. to interview Hannah for uh, to figure out what episode she wants to be on. And uh, Hannah wants to come on. Shoot, I totally forgot what episode. Are you sure that that Sally Splasher went to L.A. to talk to Hannah? Well, I don't think she went to L.A. for Renap, but I think when she was I mean, in Hannah L.A. Hannah was just in New York with Sally Splasher. Oh, so maybe Splasher. she saw her in New York. Yeah, maybe Sally Splasher saw her in, in New York. <laughs> um, and uh, I think, anyway, I forget what, but Hannah has an episode in mind. Maybe I shouldn't spoil it. And by that, I mean, I kind of forgot which one she said. Okay. But uh, yeah, Hannah has, so they both have uh, their eyes on, on specific ideas. Okay. All right. So, Akiva, are, are we ready mm-hmm. for uh, our wheel spin? Yeah, spin that wheel, baby. Okay, all right. Well, let's just uh, talk through uh, real quick uh, what is currently on the wheel. Anything we need to adjust. Uh, Season three, episode seven is up to uh, two episodes, but we're not talking all about witches, okay? Yeah. Uh, Well, next week's not October anyway, so we wouldn't. 
Coin flip. Uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Crappy movie diaper. Is that now down to zero? Zero. Zero okay. spots, yes. All right. So uh, can't do that, but it's ineligible yeah. to be picked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, sequel mechanism. Is it right now? Is that Stans versus Ops Brand Steel? Yeah. yeah, that's it. Boy, that would be a very busy uh, week of Survivor that I don't think anybody has time for. All right, a so we could skip it. Brand we could skip it. So well, skip okay. it. All right. Uh, Mount Rushmore, Millennial Judge, The Roast of Robin Akiva. Better no, that's at- off. That's a Roast of Robin Akiva should have been off last week. That is that is in the wheel waiting room at this point. Okay. Uh, uh, my my one question is we just watched a bad movie Robin Akiva better attend is a bad movie can that get a one week grace period no you're getting uh, too cute you're getting too cute well, we I said, don't want to watch a bad movie again last week we just watched the bad movie the, you're, whole, you're, the whole show is that we have a wheel and we spin the wheel and okay. whatever comes up on the wheel that's right. what we do and it's not like oh well I just had that yesterday like that the, the, the whole concept <laughs> that's baked in is yeah. that you have to do what the Half-baked. wheel says it's okay. not like, oh, well, what, what did Robin Akiva feel like uh, this week? We open the refrigerator and say, like, oh, what's in there? Oh, okay. I feel like having this today. No, you spin yeah. the wheel. Italian food. Okay. It, it's not like we look <sighs> at a bulletin board and pick no, out. No, you're what, right. Yeah, you're what, right. What do you feel like this week? You're right. If the wheel wants us to watch the Fred Durst directed John Travolta movie next week, then yeah. the wheel will tell us. And, and the also, wheel we can, can veto it if we want. Yeah. The, yeah. the wheel's like Facebook. It's listening to you. Well, you're a witch. And, the wheel can hear you. Yeah. And so, and now it's going to come up. Oh, so you think I've angered the yes. wheel gods? Yes. Okay. Got it. Uh, and you will be smited by the wheel in episode 51. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Area 51. Storm Area 51 is this week in episode oh. 51. I like how you are so in the world of like weird news from News AF mm-hmm. that to you, this is like a big deal. And I, who like I think follow the like general news pretty closely had no idea that was this week but it like you're you're so in that universe of of like wacky news it's funny mhm okay uh, we have uh, hot takeoff. That'd be exciting. Yeah, yeah, it would uh, be good. People's choice this week in Robin Akiva third mm-hmm. wheel tournament uh, and cameo cast. Nothing else. Uh, wheel or no wheels? Not ready to go or anything like that. Not ready. No, okay. we've got four or five major ideas that should be on in like three weeks, but none of them are on yet. Okay, small wheel this harvest. Week. A big big harvest coming this fall. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. All right, Keeve, are yeah. you ready for the big spin this week? Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Let's spin the wheel. Right, round and round. She still goes. haven't used our vetoes. We're still have vetoes. I'm, I'm still. I'm. I'm thinking I might use a veto today. All right, Akiva. Yeah. It's the crappy movie diaper. No. All right. So you got to respin. <laughs> I, uh, we said. How is there no way to make it zero? There's no way to make it. Uh, uh, well, we we just has, it just gets an extra spot on the wheel. Okay. Okay. I, see, I, I thought we had to do it, but uh, no, no, no this is okay. actually a zero. That's, right, that, that's baked so, into. So the now wheel. it's now it's a two for. for it's an, always a two. Okay. Oh uh, no, it goes zero one two. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. All right. The crappy movie diaper is ineligible. All right. There should that, be a wheel where we could cut something out and bring it back in or make it zero. I, I look. The, what, what do you want? That's that. That's. But how Dan Burke did make us a wheel. I feel bad that we never used this wheel. Uh, we did use it. We used it for the live show. Oh no, that's that's Jim Crumley. I'm Dan Burke and his. No, guy. we used it to select the uh, oh, thing that okay. we did. You're for right. The live show. You're right. I, Rob, I, Rob. Yes. I hear what you're saying, and I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> All right, let's go to let's uh, spin spin the wheel again. So there's a a, a bonus spot for uh, crappy movie crappy diaper movie diver. for the future. Okay. Okay. All right. 
All right. So you were taunting the uh, crappy movie diaper. And then no, I was taunting better attempt. I was taunting the, the Robin Hood better attempt. Okay. All right. Spin number two. It's going to be uh, a purple spot. And it looks like coin flip. Never come up before. Oh, the, it's been on the wheel for yeah. well over a year. And now or coin flip. It can't be well over a year. Yeah. If I recall, now mm-hmm. we're going to flip a coin and then whoever wins just gets to pick what they want, right? Yes. Correct. Okay. Oh, well, this is exciting. This has never happened this is before. Exciting. Now, a year ago, I said we would spin some, we would flip some, like, I forget what currency I had, mm-hmm. but I, I have subsequently not, you know, maintain you know uh kept that in my wallet so i have a um a half shekel an israeli coin so do you want the side that's like a weird harp or do you want the side that says half the uh, one side says half yeah, one side because it's a half it's it's a ha- like there's a shekel which is worth like a quarter yeah and then there's a half shekel which is like a, essentially a dime it's like a 12 cent piece maybe 15 cents nowadays. okay all right. All right. So one side just says half, one over two, shekel chadash, mm-hmm. and then there is a harp. I think I had like loonies and toonies or euros when we okay. when we did this a year ago. Uh, give me the harp. So you want the harp? I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it. I may never see this coin again. This room is a little messy. No, it's a half. I won. Okay. So what do you want to do? I don't know. What should I do? Is this like a team decision or? Well, it's literally not. It's a coin flip. Okay. You yeah, get but the... I, I feel like we're, you know, we're a partnership here. The, the other thing, when we thought of this idea a year ago, my one uh, other idea I had was like, it's a surprise for the next week. So yeah, should I not we, say what the podcast um, is? I mean, if you want it to be a surprise, I mean, I guess that you could book if there's a guest. Uh, if this right, well, guy, that's the thing. About the, half the podcast don't need guests, but some of them need I think listener you should, participation. I think you should uh, announce it. You think I should announce it? You think you should announce it. Or at the very least, you know, say that you're going to announce it on uh, on Twitter, but that's kind of a spoiler if somebody didn't listen to the podcast. just uh, You should just say it. I mean, unless you're really stumped. All right, so I'm deciding between two episodes. The only thing is there's a booking issue. Rob has one of his busiest weeks of the year, if not his full, you know, his busiest week of the year next week. So I will announce what I'm not trying to troll or, or push people off on purpose, but I will announce what we're doing uh, on Saturday uh, on Twitter. Uh, and uh, and then you'll find out next okay, week. So what it is. you you will have a LeBron esque decision tweet decision, coming out. Yes, uh, yes. you're going to check in with the people. Uh, can you give us uh, the, the potential uh, nominees? No, I think it's a bad idea. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. Because then I think if people are like, "Oh, I really want this one," then then it's not a good idea. Yeah. Can you guess what I would have picked? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I think well, uh, Rob and I, uh, to get behind the scenes a little bit, Rob and I had a discussion because um, this is a really tricky week for Rob. I think you would have picked Cameo Cast. Yeah. You really like that it. idea? You nailed it. I, but I do think that the turnaround would be very, because we're recording this in not that many days, I think the tour- mm-hmm. turnaround would have been trickier than most episodes. So it's, I don't, in my opinion, it's not the right week for that. Even no, I think I, it would have been easy to do because, um, that we just have to oh order. Guys, look just, at Rob. We, no, we just have to order the me. cameos. It's just so like, should I pick cameo cast. Are you bullying me into? No, make, I'm not, I'm not bullying you. I'm just saying that I would have, uh, that uh, of the, of the ideas, I think that that would have been one of the easier ones to execute because we would have just like, okay, we'll t- record this day and then get your cameos in. All right. I'll add that to the list of the three options, pending guest and listener participation ability. Availability based on what day we pick. Mm-hmm. 
So it's okay. an option. If the first two don't work, it's an option. Yeah. The cameo cast. Okay. Cool. I know you so well. I knew exactly what you were going to pick. Yeah. Look, I'm easy to... I mean, I say this to my wife, that I should be... You know, I'm very predictable in terms of like... Yeah. Uh, when Eat she's, the same food every night. Right. Have the like, same oh, job I, I every day. You were, like, I, I thought you were going to like that. Like, why? What yeah. wh- What gave you that idea that I was going to like or dislike this particular thing that you seem to have no ability to predict my reactions to yeah. things? My mom, my mom and, and, and my wife have the same thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I've never like... Why would you think I like that food or that thing? Like, I've never <laughs> mentioned it. I probably told you 10 times. Actually, I don't like it. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. All right. What are you going to no do? No one understands me. All right, Akiva. Uh, well, great work today. Hope people liked hearing us talk about the animal. And yeah. The supersized mailbag. Yeah. Super, yeah. We made a 50. Hope the next 50 are even better. Yeah. All right. So, great job. We look forward to your tweet on a Saturday night. And uh, with apologies to uh, Caitlin from Auburn. Then we have to play the the closing music. What should we do? Oh, I thought you were going to say next week we're going to have the mailbag first. No, uh, I feel like that now. I know she doesn't like it. Now I feel like uh, should we stop doing it? Uh, what it can, what is the closing music? I thought it was the Perfect Strangers theme song. The, it's the closing music. The, the Perfect Strangers has a different uh, end credit song, and that was the first episode, and we, I, we kept that on. Can I hear it? Like, I don't even know what it sounds like. I'm going to listen to this podcast this week, and then I'm going I'm to... Okay. All right, here, let me play it for Akiva live, mm-hmm. if I could. Uh, Perfect Strangers and uh, credits. And then you listen to it, and you tell me if we should keep it, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, here's yeah, gonna... the, the Perfect Strangers uh, ending credits song. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Caitlin is really <laughs> complaining about. It's not tinny at all. It's a pretty classic theme song outro. The, I, I'll, I'll tell you what I, I, no, I figured out what's going on here, Rob. Okay? Yeah, what's going on? I bet Caitlin is a morning shower person, and this music is a little too peppy and cheery. If you're stepping out of bed, it's like 6.54 and, you know, uh, or, you know, 10.52 if you're me. And, the, and then, and like, this is the first thing you're hearing in the morning, right? The first like, thing she's I, hearing is the end of a three-hour podcast. <laughs> Well, I, she said she's hearing in the shower. Maybe she's so like, she, is she like a Taylor Cotter where she goes to sleep listening to yeah, it and then wakes up asleep like halfway through the mailbag. Yeah. And she's like, all right, I'll just fast forward to like the wheel spin in the morning. So I know what's next week. And then which apparently she's the only thing she looks forward to. And then like she's in, you think she's a night shower. And it's like the, she listened to it on the way home. Now <laughs> it's like, oh, I got to catch the end. We need to know if, like, if she's a day shower or night shower is a big and knowing our listenership, she might be a uh, no shower a lot of days because. A lot of our listeners don't shower every day, as we learned last week. Um, yeah, I think it's fine. I, we could do like a bit one, maybe the mailbag segment one episode where we have a few options and we choose a new outro song. Mm. What okay. do you think about that? Uh, should we keep, I guess, yeah, let's hear from the listeners. Should we keep Perfect Strangers or should we choose a new outro song? Going Boy, forward? I didn't even know it next... was on the chopping block. But there I you didn't go. Know, maybe it's not. It's very possible people are like, because people like tradition and they like familiarity and they've heard this for 50 episodes. Yeah. Uh, so I bet it, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if listeners want to Should be another stay, Twitter but... poll. 
Yeah, we could make it a Twitter poll. Should should we would, should we do it? And then we could make instead of doing like a full Mount Renetmore one week in the next few weeks, we could have like someone pitches four different songs. I think, uh, you know, I think it'll win. I think it'll stay. But, uh, you, you know, I also think with podcasts like they should evolve, like, you know, running jokes should uh, mm-hmm. change. And, and so like maybe every 50 episodes we change okay. the outro music. That's right, how so we evolve. in honor of Caitlin from Auburn, uh, Caitlin at Auburn or from Auburn? From Auburn. I, I don't think Auburn's a place. I think it's like a university. I think okay. that's just yeah. where she's. Okay. So, Caitlin from Auburn or Caitlin at Auburn. So, for you, uh, we have a very special outro for this episode of the podcast. Take it away, Saskatoon Mom. Well, I have no idea then. I don't like podcasts, <laughs> I have no interest in podcasts. Come on. No, I have no idea. I have no idea. Podcasts are beyond my imagination. (laughs) Okay, never mind then.